Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Negligent Discharge. I'm your host, Dirty Dick Dave, and tonight I have with me my good buddy, Scumbag Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And as always, my co-host, Jay from Vanishing Gates. Hello. As always, listen to us wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Alexa, tune in, listen notes, uh, Amazon, Samsung, all the good places now, including Facebook, mobile, like, share, comment, vomit, hate, I don't give a fuck. Tonight's show is brought to you by Hate and Discontent. And I want to discuss these fucking snakes of people that exist in our lives. And everybody has them. They're these people that are all real nice and chummy and fucking want to be your buddy. And when you're not around, when you have nothing to offer them, they jump on the next dick that they think can forward their career path or their life. And it gets them nowhere. And I'm so sick and tired of these fucking people. These fucking people that have a need to like, listen, if you want to talk about me, call me, text me. We'll, we'll, me and you, we'll have a conversation. But the thing is, you, none of you have the fucking balls. You, you have all the balls in the world to talk when I'm not around. But you don't have the balls to talk when I am around. Well, now I'm around. You can easily find me anywhere. No need to go fucking ask questions and try to figure out who I am. Anybody who knows me knows Dirty Dick Dave is me, David Hoover. Fucking right here. Chilling in my bar, glass of whiskey in hand. You can email me, negligentdischarge at gmail.com. Fucking have at it. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me correct that. Negligentdischarge81 at gmail.com. Let me correct that. You can send me all the hate mail you want. Message me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. But no, people would rather go and run their mouths to people I know or think that it's not going to get back to me. Or think I'm not going to find out. But none of you just have the fucking balls to say it to my face in front of me. I make no apologies for anything I say. I don't hide anything that I say or do. And I can't fucking wait. I honest to God, I can't wait. Because there's going to come a day where, hey, you know what? On the upside, let's say that my little podcast endeavor that I'm doing right now gets picked up. Let's say it gets broadcast and I'm like the next big thing or the right now thing or I'm I'm fucking hanging out at a mediocre level with guys like Louis CK because his career's in the toilet sorry or some other fucking mid-level comic or some shit and I got like a regular contract going and all of a sudden I'm kind of somebody I'm like one of your favorite fucking TikTok pieces of shit with their fucking rainbow pants and fucking weird colored hair showing off fake money you're going to want to be like, oh, man, I know that guy. And I fucking hope to God you're one of the pieces of shit that want to run your mouth. And you're bragging about how you know me. Feel free, by all means, call me. I'll give you my number. Message me. You have my email. I'll gladly have you on the show. And I'll fucking tear you down. And I'll show everybody exactly who you are. Because, see, the problem here is everything I discuss on my show, everything I talk about, no matter if it's Religion, sex, drugs, experiences. You fucking pussies get a little upset. I mean, the haters, the ones that want to talk shit, get really upset because it's almost like I've held up a mirror in front of them and be like, oh my God, look at, look at, I'm, I'm guilty of the same shit. 
oh man, my 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 the, all my friends that are fake as fuck are gonna think differently of me. Grow the fuck up, pussy. Oh well. Just fucking grow up. Quit hiding. Quit fucking talking in secret. I make no bones about who I am. I've given you multiple avenues. Fucking do something. Say something. Don't sneak around and try to investigate and fucking try to set me up on some dumb shit. Just come at me. Because all you guys think that I can't say anything on my show, that I can't drop names, that I can't call things out. Well, see, here's the thing about this little law. This, it, 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 there's, a, there's a slander and libel law. My good buddy Jay knows about it. And in order for you to come at me with something, it's not up to me to prove whether or not you did what I said. It's up to you to prove that I'm lying and that you are absolutely innocent of anything that I said. So try me. Keep pushing buttons. Keep thinking that I don't know where the bodies are buried and the skeletons are hidden. Because I've been around way too long and I've listened way too much. Everybody thinks I'm just some kind of fucking moron that doesn't pay attention. But I pay attention to everything. What do you got for me, Jay? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about like slander and libel laws. You know, to actually sue somebody for it, they have to say something that is completely false and that actually directly hurts you as an individual. So if someone says, you know, oh, so-and-so is drinking too much at the bar and he got behind the wheel and he wrecked his car, certain positions in your job, yeah, that's inappropriate. You could lose your job over it. But if I'm just saying, you know, fucking Tiger Woods got pissed drunk and crashed his car into a tree going too fast, uh, Tiger Woods isn't going to be able to sue me because everyone knows that's pretty much what happened. So So there you have it. I could pretty much say anything that I want as long as there's truth behind it. So if your feelings get hurt and you want to cry in the shower while taking a fucking rape shower because I verbally hurt you and you're crying, listen, take your thumb out of your ass and go fuck yourself. There's toys. Go make yourself feel better. Buy that prostitute that I talk about so much that everyone disagrees with. God, I fucking hate people. Like, they really are. The, like, like a good portion of people really are, like, the shittiest of beings. Like, every time you're on some kind of, like, you do a hobby, you find something you enjoy, you find something that brings peace to your life. And they want to fucking tear you down over it. They want to talk all kinds of shit. But the second you cut out a little piece of this pie where you've gotten yourself into a, into a monetary beneficial situation, now they all want to be your fucking buddy. They want to be your friend. They want to they wanna hang out with you and fucking see how much they can fucking leech off you. Or throw you under the bus or something to gain their own notoriety. People really suck at enjoying other people's success. It's quite, uh, it's quite sad. Let me, let me tell you something. I've, I've had a job. I've been, I've been at this place for quite some time. I'd say like 16 years is a good number. And the amount of people that I have seen throw other people under the bus to try to benefit themselves is fucking staggering. It is absolutely ridiculous, the, 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 these, these fucking snakes, that they're all nice to your face, and the second you call them on some bullshit, all of a sudden you're the fucking bad guy. In my career field, and the things that I've done, I, I've noticed that like nobody gives a shit until it's too late. 
Like, nobody gives a shit until something bad happens. And you know what the fucking sad thing is? It's not even a matter of that they actually give a shit. It's that they want everybody to fucking like their Facebook page because they put up some fucking in memoriam or fucking some encouraging words or they want to get the fucking, the, their posts spread out there, become viral and get some mediocre uh, notoriety to make themselves feel good because their own life fucking sucks. That's definitely one of the biggest things uh, in that aspect where it's the worst, the worst happens. The first sentence to be dropped. Man, I wish they would have said something. Right. I wish they would have reached out. Well, maybe you should open up your fucking ears and listen. And you can see that those people are actually in the corner fucking screaming for help. But, like you said, when the worst case scenario happens, nothing but... Sharon Memoriam post. Yep. They're like, oh, I, I knew him. I knew her. They were a friend of mine. And uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know what fucking happened? If they were a friend, you would fucking I, know. I, I could tell you the whole fucking story as to what happened. But nobody cares to listen at those moments because it doesn't affect their life. Let's, let's take my life, for example. I took time away from work. I have a lot of issues, a lot of issues. I am currently seeing a therapist regularly to deal with my issues. It's, it's not anything that I'm glorifying. It's not anything that I'm, I'm, I'm using as a crutch. I have legitimate problems. And part of my catharticism and my, and my therapeutic side is this show. Believe it or not, my therapist agrees that my show is, is very therapeutic for me to let me get out an angle of things. And do you know that there's fucking people that are walking around like, I'm playing a system. I'm manipulating something. I'm fucking fucking off. But yet, if I didn't reach out and get any help, and I decided to take a fucking, my handgun here, and eat a fucking bullet, Oh, why didn't he say something? Why didn't he get the help he needed? Why, I, was, I was always here. I was always here. No, asshole, you're not always fucking there. You, you want to be there when it benefits you, but in the reality of the situation, it doesn't fucking benefit you, so you don't give a fuck. There are countless situations that I could fucking name off the top of my head where people were screaming for assistance or looking for help, and you didn't give a fuck. And everybody around you didn't give a fuck. And everybody who works with you didn't give a fuck. Your bosses, managers, administration, management, whatever you want to call it, didn't give a fuck. I could name countless scenarios right now. And I know all he is out there are fucking waiting for me to discuss my employment and let you know what's going on. It's not time for that yet. The big reveal is not time. It's not time for that yet. But all you other snakes that are listening... That are waiting. Don't worry. You're going to get your moment in the sunshine. You can sit there and think whatever you want. You can put together whatever kind of packet you want. You can build a file. You can make any innuendo or statement that you want. But when push comes to shove, you can't prove a fucking thing. But I can. See, because I know the rules... I know how to play within the rules and how to bend the rules. 
and you guys still haven't figured out yet that I'm just a little bit smarter than you, that I'm a little bit better at these games than you are. So ask your questions, talk your shit, make your assumptions. But as of this moment right now, at April 18th, 2022, you can't fucking do a goddamn thing and that fucking irks you so bad. And I love it. And please, retaliate. I would love nothing more. I would love for you to come at me. Just give me a reason. Because if you think that I'm not lawyered up the asshole and that I don't have medical documentation and records, you're fucking insane. God, I fucking hate people. I really fucking hate people. Not everybody. There's a, there's, a, there's a handful of good people, but the rest of them, these fucking slimy, only out for themselves, political dick-sucking dickheads, because they think that they can get further in their lives by stepping on the backs of others. And then they stand back and go, oh, well, I don't know why he killed himself. I don't know what, what happened. I don't, I don't know what drove him to do that. I don't know what caused it. The answer is you, motherfucker. Well, you didn't know because you didn't care. Right. They didn't care. They're all, they're all, they're everyone, everyone's sitting around listening. It's going, man, is he talking about me? If you got to ask yourself that question, it's probably fucking you. If you don't know that it, whether or not I'm talking about you, then it's, it's definitely you. If you can't sit there and sit there and go, man, is, is this something he's pointing out at me? Oh, yeah, it's definitely, I'm pointing something out on you. You fucking people need to wake up, worry about yourselves, and practice a little bit more fucking kindness. Because y'all talk about this fucking shit like, oh, man, if they'd have got some help or saw somebody, I, I, I could have been there. But you don't fucking practice it. You all talk about it. You don't practice it. It's not even so much kindness. And this is, this is everywhere. What, what the world lacks today, not just in, uh, you know, in, in office, in in people's careers. Like this is this is the world I'm going to. Nobody has professionalism anymore with anything. And I'm not talking about professionalism just in the workplace. I mean in general. Nobody has fucking professionalism anymore. Right, simple common courtesies, professionalism. Fuck. How about this? How about fucking personal responsibility? Wow, what is that? Yeah, personal responsibility, a little bit of integrity. And personal responsibility, that's a big one to me. That's so many times have I been in a discussion with people who are like, well, it's not my fault because, you know, this happened. Yeah, but what did you do to stop it? You see, professional responsibility doesn't just start with taking the blame. Professional responsibility starts with understanding where the problem lies and fixing it. Not telling someone to fucking, you know... There's a time and place for people to stay in their own lane and mind their fucking business. But then there's a time to take a step back and be like, you know what, maybe this person has some ideas that I'm not seeing. Maybe there's, maybe there's something to this that I'm... Maybe I could use an outside in, uh, uh, perspective. Maybe this happened because of me. Maybe. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I actually made a bad call and uh, I need to rethink what the fuck our plan of action is. That's gone. God, I can't, you know, I can't wait till I no longer work where I fucking work. 
like people don't understand like how how much of a weight is going to be lifted off of my fucking chest and shoulders because there is so much more that I could discuss. And I need to keep my audience interested because I know there's a whole bunch of shit they have questions about. I know Jay right now is like on the edge of his seat, like wondering, what is it? What, what's going on? What, what could I possibly know? Don't worry, Jay. All in due time, I will be bringing it to you in full disclosure. We'll have open decorum about the whole fucking thing. Well, that would be uh, a very interesting, interesting show. Oh, I can I can't wait for that day because I am gonna put so much into the in, in, into the interwebs. I'm gonna get I'm gonna drop little nuggets of information like bird turds. You might as well be live at Times Square for that oh, fucking show. It, it, it's gonna be fucking phenomenal, and I I can't wait. I, I I really you know I hope to God I hope to God that I get picked up on a contract or something. Not because I want to be rich and famous. I I mean yeah I want money, but I don't want to be rich and famous. I want to be comfortable. Does that make sense? I want to be able to buy what I want to buy when I want it. I don't want to have to worry about where the money for my bills are coming from. I don't have to worry about the mortgage, the truck payment. None. I just want to just be, just live life. And just, I want to be the same scumbag that I am now. I just want a little bit more scratch in my pocket. Just a little bit more money. Maybe a little yeah. more well-known. Maybe some more, some actual real friends. Cause I can't, cause I can't wait to take like, like honestly, God, Jay, I can't wait to bring you out from California and go on a nice fucking trip and do like on the spot shows wherever we're at, just fucking chilling. Just get a, a mo- what'd be fun is to get a mobile unit while, when I'm out there and fucking just do street interviews with random people and oh. ask them just bold questions. Absolutely, street interviews will be fucking fantastic. Taking vacations with my fucking boys, scumbag, and fucking Trav the Impaler, just. Fucking living it up. Can't forget about fucking Caveman and his girlfriend, Cream Pie. They're coming along for the ride, too. Obviously, Hashley's going to be wherever we're going because there's a plethora of dicks that she needs to get on. We're going we're gonna to sort her out. Oh, Hashley. Yeah, oh, Hashley. Such a sweetheart. I talk a lot of shit, but I love her to death. Love her to death. <clears throat> Definitely going to have to pick the streets carefully with those street interviews. <laughs> Why? You mean we can't go into fucking downtown Watts and discuss Black Lives Matter? No, 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 no. no. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying there what, may be a... What's, what's the matter, Jay? I heard a little little hitch in your voice there. What's that? I don't know if that's a great idea. I think <laughs> if we start getting on a tangent about Black Lives Matter and Watts, it's going to end with us getting shot at. <laughs> I'm imagining like a whole scene like from Die Hard when Bruce Willis had the sign on him. Oh, yeah, no, I could totally see you doing that. And you better have a gun strapped to your back if you do, too, because that's the way that's going to go. We're going to be riding in the mobile unit the entire time to make sure for a good getaway. Yeah, so based on this, this show's uh, current narrative, obviously we're expressing hate and discontent. Get some shit off your chest, Jay. People like a good rant every now and again. Yeah, what is there to hate in California? Fucking all of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most beautiful garbage fire on the planet. Let me put it that way. Fucking, there are heroin needles all over the street. We got people protesting the city council. We have people in city council that no one voted for. We haven't had a mayor for months and nobody realized it. 
because the person that got elected didn't even campaign and no one voted for her. She just ended up in office against the other two candidates that people sided with. So the corruption, I mean, we're talking replacing the, the auditor and controller is just embezzling money and hiding all the fucking records for the county. We're talking fucking uh, the registrar of voters are trying to get rid of that person. Everything is so corrupt, especially in the place I live and the county I live. It's just fucking stupid. I fucking hate everyone here. I was actually voting the last election. I was there last two elections. I've seen people vote in my district, which they change my voting place every year and they don't or every election. And they try not to tell you, like if you have an R next to your name, you get a different mailer than you get. If you have a D next to your name that says where your polling place is in really tiny little letters. <clears throat> the last election and the one before that, I literally saw people that I know live in a different town than I live in voting in my district that have never lived in my district. And I and I've confronted people on it, and the electioneer came out, or the election person came out and said, "Hey, you can't, you can't electioneer here." And I'm like, "No, they can't vote here. This is a felony. Like, they're not, they shouldn't be in this district. Well, they have a, a a ballot for it. Okay, well, it's a fraudulent ballot. I know where they live. I've known the person for ten years. They can't be voting here, and you can't let them vote here. Well, we don't really stop that from happening. No and shit. Then if you wanted to vote in person, they mailed everybody out their ballots, and if you wanted to vote in person. You had to hand them your ballot that you got in the mail, which they put in a file. They didn't shred it. They put it in a file and tucked it away with a bunch of other ones, and then you got to go vote. So you can kind of guess where, where they, what they did with those uh, ballots. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, uh, sounds like most yeah. blue states. Gavin Newsom somehow lo- did not get recalled, even though, you know, it was just magical that you could only... Well, you were told you could only vote by mail, even though you were allowed to vote in person. No one really knew it. They thought you just had to drop in your ballot in the ballot box. That whole that whole Gavin Newsom thing really, really shocked. It, it, it didn't shock me. It, it it really drove home the idea of election fraud in this country. Can we can we fill me in on that? I'm not okay. Very so educated on that. So what happened was California, right, had a petition for a recall vote. Mm-hmm. Because Gavin Newsom is such a shitty governor of California. Oh yeah, no, he's he's the worst. And I lived through Jerry Brown, so so yeah. they needed so many signatures and petitions to pull a recall vote after the actual election. Because mm-hmm. there's a law, there's checks and balances. You know what I mean? Like you needed uh, what was it, sixty six percent of the population to call for it, Jay? Uh, something to that effect. It's, it's, uh, no, I think you only need 45%. You don't need a, a majority. You just need X amount of, what you need is a petition of names. So you have to have X amount of signatures for it to go in. And then they do the election if you get a certain amount of, of signatures. So, and so what has happened is now, this is the third time he, we've tried to get him out of office. Uh, every time some weird shady shit happens and he manages to skirt it. Like usually it doesn't even, this is the first time it went to the ballot and we actually voted on the recall. But the problem is if you don't vote for one other person, the majority, because there's a list of like 10 people, most of them are names that you will never hear that never campaigned. And there was one other guy, Larry Elder, that was the favorite to win the gubernatorial election for the recall. Well, somehow he just didn't get enough enough signatures or whatever to beat Newsom. Uh, but what happened was he took it and said, okay, um, we're going to mail everyone their ballots out, and you fill it out at home and drop it in the ballot box, which is, if you think that's a, a 
a good way to do that. And he's under the guise of the the coof, you know. You, well, because of the uh, the COVID, we gotta we gotta do this, and that's not that's not what it was. Is he knew he no. was getting recalled, and he was mortified of it. So he pulled some strings, and people thought that oh, you know, you can't uh, you can't vote in person, which is not true. You could have voted in person, but they wanted you to bring your ballot in and drop the ballot in a designated ballot boxes or around the state. So so let's get to the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. So what happened was California had enough signatures to pull a recall vote. Okay. So even let, let's say let's say the number for the recall vote even was forty percent of the population. Okay. When they did the vote again against Gavin Newsom, they gave their options. Gavin Newsom got more votes than he did originally in the original election. Yeah, he got more votes than I think were even uh, registered voters, but they stopped counting them after a while. Um, they only count certain votes. So in California, if you're not registered as one of the main, with the main parties, and most people don't realize this, if you're a registered third party, your your vote doesn't get counted. It only gets counted in the case of a tie. So if you're registered as an independent or Green Party or anything like that, and you vote, you're literally wasting your time. So they will not count your ballot. So let's all. so let's run the numbers, right? So you take forty percent, right? Forty percent of the population voted to recall to recall Gavin Newsom and final a new election. And when the numbers were done, Gavin Newsom took sixty-eight to seventy-three percent of the vote. Less that forty, impossible. Right. I mean, yeah, if, if you know how to do math, then yeah, impossible. Right. So it was a, it was a blazing. Eye of, of deception. Nephew, so well, he's also Nancy Pelosi's nephew. So there's that. Yeah. So what you have is a blazing eye, like like the brown eye of Sauron, the giant butthole <laughs> of lies just shitting on the pop- on the on the population. Of guess what? We're gonna do whatever the fuck you want, and you can't do anything about it. Right in your face. Well, the funny part is like suddenly. As he's facing the recall, he stopped the lockdowns. Um, the lockdowns started to loosen up, and then right after the election, they went right back down. Uh, he just the way he handled the the coronavirus thing has been a freaking atrocious. He put so many people out of business with the way he handled things and with the way the health department handled things here. It was just disgusting. Um, Do you think he's alone in that, Jay? I mean, for fuck's sakes, you got um. Oh no, I know. You guys are you guys just went through another uh, indoor masks, right? Governor Tom Wolf and his fucking transgender appointee fucking retard. Like they locked this state down and shut down every fucking business that they could just to strangle out this fucking state. Yeah, we don't even have mask mandates anymore because people because the election cycle is coming back up again. Um he was going to be on the ballot this year anyway. So, we'll have another chance to get him out of office this next election. I believe is how that works out. Unless, yes. I don't know. California laws change. And they, like, the city that I live in is so corrupt. I haven't got to vote for city council in eight years because they keep changing the uh, districting for the votes, where your vote lies. So my district, you, like, half the district's going to vote one election. The other half gets to vote the other the other election cycle, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Listen, you want to hear you want to hear about the height of corruption in the state of Pennsylvania? Let me let me break this down for you. So, Governor Wolf, when he instituted the the lockdowns on businesses and shut people down, it was one of these things where it was like only life sustainable businesses were supposed to be open, grocery stores, stuff like that. All woodworking and furniture places were shut down except for one. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 
it was York Furniture in York, Pennsylvania, which his which Governor Wolf's family owned, was the only allowed business outside of life sustaining business that was open and running and cr- constantly making money. Oh yeah, well no, Newsom did the same thing, but more direct. He uh, owns vineyards, and the only vineyards that stayed open were his vineyards. Oh, big surprise there! Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's even shadier because it wasn't just like, oh, it was a relative adjacent to it. It was directly in his favor. It's like when he got caught without wearing a mask at a big party at that restaurant that when he was telling everyone else they're not allowed to go out and eat and they have to wear masks and you can't socialize and stuff. So he's just been the biggest piece of shit. You should see the garbage fire because he was the mayor of San Francisco and he destroyed that once beautiful city. Now, it was always a hippie place, but it was a cool place to visit. I won't even go there now. Like, I, I, my kid went there for a school trip, and even I was like, don't go here, don't go here, don't go here, don't go here. Like, it was places I used to go and frequent that they're just out of business now. Uh, places, bars that I would go to every time I'd be in San Francisco, they went out of business because of it. I know bars here locally that just totally shut down until they said, oh, you know, you can sell alcohol to go finally. And you can deliver alcohol door to door and you can order alcohol on the internet because we had really strict alcohol laws. I mean, not as strict as some places, but pretty bad. But uh, yeah, like bars were dying. People were uh, losing their houses, uh, their rentals, because they couldn't evict people for not paying the rent. You weren't allowed to to evict anyone at all. Uh, I think it was federal even. But there were people that were, the government was giving people money to pay their rent and those people weren't instead of giving it to the landlord like they should have they were spending it on themselves and not paying their rent because they didn't have to worry about getting an eviction in the meantime there was no help for those homeowners who had to pay their mortgage still well sure because eviction laws are hard enough to begin with yeah and they were losing their homes that they owned that they built up in value to rent out to make an income so they could retire and work super hard to do just so they can get fucked because people didn't want to pay their rent with the money that was allotted to them to pay their rent directly. And they had no way and no way to fix that problem because of the uh, eviction moratoriums. And this ties directly to what I started the show with about people being shitty and there's no personal responsibility or accountability. Nobody takes responsibility for their actions. There's like any decent morality moral person would have been like, all right, I need to pay my rent because other people depend on me for an income. Dude, I didn't miss a rent payment. My rent is always paid early the last 10 years. I didn't miss a fucking one payment. I wasn't even late during this entire fucking thing. You know, I was working, sure, but I know a lot of people that were working that were just not paying their rent. Like, I understand the idea. Like, you fall on hard times, and you don't, like, I know people that had a hard time making their rent, but they still did everything they could to make sure the rent was paid because you can't raise a family on the street. But well, again, yeah, that's what irritates me is my wife and I worked super fucking hard to make sure all of our bills were kept up with. I mean, we got a little bit behind off PG&E because PG&E is gouging everyone. It's another problem with California is fucking Pacific Gas and Electric. There's no fucking way my household should have a $400 power bill every month. That's just fucking disgusting. You're not alone there because UGI is the same way over here in fucking Pennsylvania, man. Yeah, they're pretty the gross. Worse, the reason ours is like that. PG&E can hike those rates up because of the settlement they made with the state after burning down half the state and killing tons and tons of people and burning down homes because of their negligence with the whole Paradise Fire. Like the, the church that my wife and I got married in, my friend's church in Paradise, it burnt to the ground. He lost, he lost two members of his congregation in the fire, lost his house. That whole city was gone. And that was a beautiful place, too. 
and it was just just gone because PG&E didn't get their shit together and caused a bunch of wildfires. Between that and fucking the legislature not allowing the timber industry to cut old old fuel down and replant. So it's just a cycle of stupidity in a state that's making it a really dangerous place to live. I live in one of the highest tax rates areas. Like we went to go buy our car a couple months ago and um, we ended up paying, we had to pay another thousand or more dollars because of the area code we live in for taxes. Because the city, I, we, I got, we, we bought our car fucking counties away. Like we went, we drove like six hours away to go buy our car. And we still had to pay taxes in this city for it. So this place is being governed so fucked. <laughs> but PG&E gets to go, okay, well, there's a huge settlement because there's a lawsuit. PG&E lost. But the state goes, well, you know, you're greasing the palm of the legislature. So what we'll do is we'll let you raise the rates for your, uh, for your energy bills. So our rates all went up. Again, more shitty people. Long story short, we hate government. Uh, I don't hate government. I hate bad government. I want government to do government's minimum job, and the rest of it's up to me as a civilian, as a citizen. The government is supposed to be a group of my fucking employees that work off my tax dollars for the benefit of me and my people. That's it. That is the entirety of our government. It says it right there. The government by the people, for the people. We don't have that. And and then I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Like, these people fucking... I actually, uh, I, I, I have a personal stake in this. I belong to a union. And there was one time when I got to speak to the officials of my union. Now, as a, a, if you're an official of the union and you pay dues, that, affects, that, that effectively means that those union officials are to take your money and negotiate benefits and things on your behalf. They work for you. In essence, they are your employ. You employ them. But I had a union official look at me and tell me, I didn't know what I was talking about, and he didn't have to fucking answer me, and what made me think that I even had a say. The fact that I pay you and your, and your fucking buddies here Twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a year, multiplied by I don't know what is it, fifteen thousand people across the fucking across our state or whatever. Give or take, maybe more, maybe less. Means that you work for me. You don't work for yourself. You're not taking my money. You work for fucking me. You're supposed to do things for the benefit of me. I understand in the idea of government because of how we've gotten to this point, where there is going to be a level of corruption. But in order for that level of corruption to work, I expect to reap some of the benefits of that corruption. Does that make some weird fucking twisted sense? No, that, that, that does make, a, I mean, it's an unfortunate amount of sense. You have to expect when there's that much going on, there's going to be some palms greased that aren't necessarily good. And I'm not for it, but I'm willing to take a small portion. The problem is it becomes a death by a thousand cuts. And the next thing you know, you're locked down in your house over something that killed almost no one in the end. So, and, and, and therein lies the problem is the government got away from this idea where that they work for us, the people. And they think that just because they're in a position which dictates their knowledge that we know more than they do. Sounds fucking familiar. If you ask me, these, oh, yeah. these fucking people think that their fucking stature in life dictates their knowledge and that they have all the, all the answers and I'm just an ignorant, dumb fuck that keeps putting money in their pockets. And you know what? 
to an, a point, to an extent, they're right. I am a dumb fuck that keeps putting money in their pockets. But what needs to happen is that there needs to be a fucking revolution of some kind. There needs to, these people need to get pushed out of their fucking position. They need to understand that they're just as fucking frail as we are, that this system doesn't work the way they want it to. It, it only, when you start getting rid of the poor and the working class and you make them unable to make ends meet, where's that money come from, you fucking idiots? Well, they t- they take the money out of the hands of the working class. They don't take it out of the rich hands because the rich hands have already paid their taxes. It's like when Warren Buffett came out and said, "Oh, my sa- my secretary pays more than taxes than I do." This is ridiculous. Like, first of all, you paid more than taxes that year than your secretary will make her entire life. And so, no, no, you di- she doesn't pay more in taxes than you. The difference is you have one income that's built up in certain things. She has a monthly income based on hourly wages or a salary. So, yeah, she's going to pay more taxes because your money's already been taxed. You paid for it. You don't get taxed on those investments. You get taxed on the return from it. You get the capital gains. It's a thing. That, that's but what I mean, Jay. Like, when you, when, you, when you look at this system as a whole, right, you always hear the saying, the rich get rich, richer, and the poor get poorer. Correct? Yeah, I was, I've always heard that, yeah. The, the, the country is built on the backs of the working class. But when you fucking have the working class paying so much because of high inflation, because of high taxes, and there's going to come a point where you don't have that working class anymore. All you have are the fucking rich and the nobodies. And the rich can't get richer if there's just fucking nobodies. Dude, gasoline is almost $6 a fucking gallon where I live. Like this fucking dollars a gallon. This capitalist fiat system that we have is coming to a grinding halt due to the fucking misappropriation of our government entities doing the most fucked up shit they can because they only think about themselves. They don't look at the long game. Well, okay, so like they give you the stimulus money and all that. Everybody got stimulus. Everybody got X amount of money. Every every individual in every household got X amount of money. That money wasn't there to help you pay your bills. It was no nowhere near enough to do that. What that money was for is to get you more and more reliant on the government. Because the, the goal of the people that are in office right now is to push away your independence. Why do you think they're pushing the masks? They're pushing the masks to take away your individuality so that you'll just fall in line with the crowd. I mean, look what's happening in Shanghai, China right now. If you think that this disease thing was such a big deal and it didn't have anything to do with politics, you're an imbecile. Just a flat-out moron. If you think that, I mean, at first, I get it. Like, I called this shit out when it was going on, as soon as it happened. And I got it. My brother got it three fucking times. I have relatives that got it. I got good friends that got it. All of them were fine, except for the ones that had super bad health issues. And then I have ones that had super bad health issues that were fine. I was essential the entire fucking pandemic. I didn't not work. I was sick for the entire month of February in 2020, before we knew what the fuck was going on. And I had every single symptom. But I got off my ass, and I went in a very physical labor job, and I sweated it out for a month, and I got the fucking job done, not knowing what was going on at the time. And then I started paying attention to what was going on in the Wuhan province. And I started seeing what China was doing, and I started listening and thinking about it. And I didn't just jump to conclusions, but I had this inkling suspicion it was going to get blown over, and eventually we're all going to get used to it like we did with every other plague that's happened in humanity since the beginning of time. And fucking the Shanghai virus from the, was it the 60s? That is now influenza type B, I think it is. 
There was another plague that killed millions of people before that. That's influenza type A. We all get it every fucking year, and it kills more people than COVID did, period. This is it's not arguable. In some places like Italy, it burnt through and killed a ton of people that were old, and they didn't handle shit right, and they put people on ventilators instead of trying to treat them differently, and they freaked out, and they panicked. And then they argued that, oh, it didn't come from China. Like, it definitely came from China. It definitely came from a laboratory in Wuhan. There's just this Oakham's razor. All things are equal, so the simplest thing is, you know, a straight line kind of thing. You know, the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. And you have a, a place where a huge, massive outbreak comes in from that has a fucking laboratory there that does gain-of-function research. And the news ignored it and pushed it, and the government pushed it. The only person talking about it was the guy that should be president right now instead of this fucking pedophile that's in office right now. And I wasn't even a big fan of that dude or how he handled it, but it would have been handled a lot better. But he was listening to the people that he thought he should listen to. You have Fauci, who was the guy that fucked up the AIDS pandemic. People forget about his fuck up on that one, killed a ton of people because he didn't know what he was doing. Convinced everyone that AIDS was a disease that everyone was going to get. Scared the hell out of everyone. I don't know. I'm old enough to remember the AIDS scare, right? I mean, we were really young. I, I, I was, yes. Where <clears throat> everyone was going to get it. Uh, yeah, it's starting with homosexuals and drug users, but pretty soon it's going to be spread between husband and wife. And everyone's going to die. And it turns out, that, oh, no, that was complete bullshit. And it was based on some bullshit math models and something Fauci said. And then we find out Fauci directly put money into Wuhan laboratory for gain-of-function fucking research for corona-type viruses. He was directly involved in the creation of this fucking disease. So, of course, he's covering his ass. I mean, you look at the guy and you can tell he's a mincing, boy-hungry pedophile. I don't know if he's actually a pedo, but he's definitely a creep. He looks the type. You got to take things uh, for what you see. And I'm just so used to my, I was taught to see th what's around me. Situational fucking awareness is the key to survival in any situation. Number one is situational awareness. Number two is a cool head. And it is in that order. Maybe not. I mean, sometimes cool head leads to situational awareness. So still, though, you pay attention to what's going on around you and you tend not to die as fast. And that's why people like me are still fucking around. That's why people like Dave is still around after all the shit he's gone through. That's why Steve's still here with his current job. <laughs> well, you know, anytime you have an environment where you could be in danger, if you're not paying attention, you're going to get the old uh, social Darwinism treatment, you know? The problem with so, situational awareness right now is everyone is so glued to what the government says, what the news says, what, you know, what little snippets from Fox News, a bunch of stuff from CNN. Why have situational awareness when, hey, these people are telling us exactly what to do, exactly how to feel, exactly what to look for, exactly how to live our fucking lives? And that completely skyrocketed during this main fucking pandemic where there's almost no situational awareness anymore. So nobody's fighting for this. Nobody's fighting for, hey, this is, this is wrong. This is unethical. This is against the fucking law. Like you said before, um, not being able to vote in person. Well, that's, that's wrong. Well, how about the other side of this thing, right, with regular people? How many, how many people die from pneumonia, the flu, cancer, uh, all kinds of fucking diseases, right? And nobody... Every day. Nobody ever gets, like, really, really upset, right? But you yeah. say something like, yeah, coronavirus is fucking... It's, 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 it's bullshit. It's a sham. 
And they look at you like you just murdered their child in front of them and they start getting fucking, I know somebody who fucking died from coronavirus and how dare you? I know somebody that died from the common fucking cold. Right. All right. And nobody ever goes, how fucking dare you? Like they act like it's the fucking end all be all. I can't, I can't fucking, I can't stand the level of stupidity and fucking mind control and nonsense. And it just, again, it plays a part in the theme of tonight's show where people are just fucking shit. There's something that I would love to do. Okay. Um, I would love to create a national holiday like everyone fucking does. They can just post something on the internet and boom, it, Google takes <laughs> it. It becomes a national fucking holiday. I want a national holiday for at least a month. I want a month-long holiday. What that holiday is going to entail is for that month, every person nationwide in the working class that gets a fucking paycheck, one, goes tax-exempt for that entire month. The second part of this fucking holiday is during that entire month, all news outlets, all social media, shut the fuck down. You go to work, do your fucking thing, be with your family, get all the money you earned because you're going tax exempt. Obviously, you're still going to pay for your health care, this and that, unless you don't want it, unless you want to give up your health care for that month or for the rest of your life. That's on you. That's fine. You can't do that in California. You get uh, you get taxed out of your ass if you do that in California. They actually fine you for it. So herein is where I'm going still with this. You know, you know, you'll, you'll get fined for not paying taxes. Great. Okay, so we're gonna do a month long fucking holiday. This is what I would love to do. No taxes, no social media, no news outlets, no nothing for a month. And I want to see how much better the world is in that month. How much better families are doing. How much better, you know. Just the regular eight to fucking four, nine to five fucking person is doing in their life. I bet you would be fucking insane. On the topic of national holidays, last night, and I know this is fictitious. I know it's not real. I watched that movie, The Forever Purge. Now, The Forever Purge is an okay movie. I haven't seen it. However, let's get rid of the redneck ties, this white supremacy propaganda that the whole movie promotes. Because it does. Like, the whole, the, the, the entire substance, the enemy of the movie is white supremacy. It's all about... They're purging the country of every fucking race and nationality except for white people well, from I the mean, country. We already have Planned Parenthood for that. I actually really wouldn't mind purging the the heritage, not hate fucking retards of people that have lived in nothing but the fucking North and the West and the Midwest that rock those uh, rock the fucking Confederate flag that have no type of education at all. So oh, yeah, we, we can we can purge them too. So the, so so this movie, The Purge, Forever Purge pushes this propaganda idea of, of, like, that the enemy in this country is this fucking nationalist, racist idea. That aside, mm-hmm. okay, there's another subject matter of this movie that doesn't really get approached. And the subject matter of that movie is the idea that the underlying element between all the Purge movies that culminate into this one is that 
the politicians and the rich have beaten the fucking poor so much to the point that they feel that this holiday of the purge is the only outlet to keep balance within the nation. In this one, them people have gone to the point of, guess what? It's not over just because you say it's over. It's time to fucking fight back and take it all the way. Why should it be? And it got me thinking, what happens... Now, I understand it's just a movie. It's bullshit. It's fake. It's, it's imaginary. Hypothetically, we're talking about this. Right. But what happens, right, when you have a population, because the elite, the politicians, the fucking elite and the rich, they only make up 3% of the population of this country. The other 80% are the working class, which this country is built on, and they're kept in this nice control. Which answers for the reason of, oh, we'll send out these stimulus checks. We'll just print money because when you give people things, you make them content for a little while. You make them happy. Oh, they gave me money. They gave me money. Like everybody got st- excited over the stimulus money. Be like, oh, I got 1200 bucks. Except you could have had $6,000, uh, uh, but the government gave 5000 of your dollars to Afghanistan for, cross- for transgender studies. Not to mention the money they put into the fucking art systems and shit, the millions and millions of dollars that they pushed in with the pork pie bullshit when they could have given it to small businesses who were suffering. This is something that all of us as children or anybody that ever went to a zoo or a national park, we've read these signs. We've seen it. We listen to it. Don't feed the wildlife. What happens when you feed the wildlife? Jay, what happens? It becomes dependent on people and they start to approach people more. They lose it their fear. It becomes dependent. Facility. Correct. They eventually bite back, though. So back to, back to, my, back to my thought is, is what happens, right? When you can no longer satiate and control the population because they've had enough. Because they can't deal anymore. Because the barrier has broken down and they unifiedly understand that you as the politician or as the media outlet or as the rich are what's causing them all this pain. Like Jay very simply said, the larger a group of people is, the lower their IQ. Yeah, that, is, that, that is beneficial yet also very dangerous. So it, here's a good example of that on a very on a micro, a microcosmic level. I was talking to an individual that I know, and this happened on more than one occasion, but this particular one stands out to me because he was really agreeing with what I was saying after not agreeing. We had like a good discourse and it was a very polite, respectful conversation. We were at work and we're friends outside of work anyway, Um, but he has different political beliefs than I do. Well, I started to put this point out good, important things and historical things just in a very intelligent fashion. He's, He's still going, okay, you know what? I'm starting to think you're right. And then another coworker of ours comes in that agrees with him on politics, just barely overhears it. He's another friend of mine too, and I don't work with him anymore, but they're both still my friends. But he starts going off on how I'm wrong, and then immediately everything I said flushed away from the dude, and he he just clinged right onto the guy that already believed in his confirmation bias. And it undid all of the work I did by just adding one more person that just, just agreed with him. Didn't have any facts to support it, but there was an emotional context behind it. 
Right. But now let's take this the other direction, right? So you have these fucking dummies that they get it in their head, this group mentality, <clears throat> that they've had enough. All it takes is one person in this group of dummies to be deemed as more intelligent than the rest of them to organize them and push them forward. And now you have an entire country that's on collapse. Is it, is it going to happen? I don't know. But when you really sit back and think about the ramifications behind it and really think about the idea of this taking place, this country would fucking fall apart in less than 24 hours. All it takes is uh, validity and justification. So hypothetically, let's go where you're at. Let's say we get, let's say our entire state, we get our entire state together and we decide to, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do a coup on the government. We're we're gonna overthrow them. They're being tyrannical. We're gonna overthrow the record overlords while we're, he's saying right. this is all just a hypothetical. We don't this, actually this is, no, right. This, this is all hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. Yeah, all you retards <laughs> listening and take everything serious. It's <laughs> hypothetical. It means fictional characters. I'll say this again. This is this is completely completely hypothetical. Okay, so let's say let's not even go statewide. Let's say we want to throw our we want to overthrow our local county, all right? Let's get a bunch of people together. We don't even need a position. We're just or a petition. We're just going to talk. All we need is a couple people to validate. Oh, that's a good idea. That actually sounds like a really good idea. Validates more, validates more. Then that's when justification comes in. Well, yeah, we should do this because of this. We should do this because of that. And on the same aspect, just like you were saying, Jay, how that one person came in, well, now let's say we have this, this local news anchor that everyone knows, everyone knows this person decides to say, no, no, we shouldn't do that. Why should we do that? And because everyone knows this guy, everyone feels like they can trust this guy, they start rethinking themselves. Everything comes down to validity and justification. If you can no longer justify it anymore based on the truth or even based on lies you're being fed, then anything you're trying to make is dead in the water. All that work, like you, when you were talking to your coworker, that was put in, he was starting to agree with you. Then he got validated. Or uh, let me rephrase that. The other person came in, was talking what he used to agree upon. Then he validated that and justified that he's right. And then, Jay, now you're the wrong person again. Yeah, even though I was completely correct. Completely. And that's the way people are swaying or swayed so easily because they can't think for themselves anymore. Because it's simpler to let the cattle be herded by the fucking people they deem are more important than they are. Sure. And I also want to say, yet again, everything I just said was hypothetical. Do we do anyone listening? Anyone. <laughs> Express desire to overthrow the government, nor should we have anyone understand what we say to be an encouragement to do so, as we at Negligent Discharge do not agree with overthrowing the current government. We're going to have to record that and use it as a snippet every time. No, actually, <laughs> after the show, we should do that. This disclaimer ahead. Yeah, we need to actually start making disclaimers if we're going to be talking about this stuff. All this hypothetical yeah. stuff. People, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but can someone tell me where in the Constitution that it states that I have to issue a disclaimer before I free to, before I freely express myself? 
It doesn't. You just, uh, when you say shit like that, you tend to get arrested. The FBI tends to come in and fucking arrest you and bag your wife and kids and throw you into fucking isolation for 24 hour interrogations without a, a warrant or any other desire to do that. Like they did for 400 fucking people after January 6th. You know, what's crazy is that our fucking federal government will let retards like Jeffrey Epstein buy islands and fuck kids with other politicians. But yet I make a hypothetical statement about overthrowing a local government. And all of a sudden I'm in fucking Abu Ghraib. Well, yeah. to clarify something, you have to keep in mind the federal government actually gets themselves involved in starting this kind of thing. We know this for a fact based on what just came out with the governor. Do you remember the Gretchen Whitmer thing? She's the governor of, uh, I want to say, Minnesota? Minnesota, eh? I believe it's Minnesota. Um, another scumbag. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the Whitmer. Uh, what was her name? So, Gretchen Whitmer. I can't remember where she's the governor, but. It's Minnesota. That's what I thought. So a group of guys, it turns out there's a plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer over her handling of the whole coof thing. And uh, what had happened, in case you guys weren't paying attention, she's a big piece of shit and told everybody they weren't allowed to do stuff while continuing to do it with her family while everyone else had to stay at home on holidays and everything else. So just like a Newsom, the governor's taking advantage of things. Just like that one governor, he got busted at the airport he was tweeting about how you need to stay home and not travel while he's at the airport getting ready to go on family vacation. So this chick, uh, red, red is cunt. So these guys get together and they're going to go kidnap her. So they all get arrested. This plot gets exposed by the federal government. And what happened was there was a federal mole in this group of, uh, this militia group basically. And no, not the militia does not mean white supremacist. The militia is something you have every constitutional bit of right to perform. It's a personalized military of people that want to sit and fight and protect their freedoms. You absolutely have a constitutional right. It's part of the Second Amendment. You have the right to form a militia. It says it in the Constitution. It actually says well-organized militia as well, I believe is the word. a well-organized militia being necessary for the, I should know this off the top of my head and I don't, the exact word. It's basically, it's necessary for our freedom. And then there's a comma. And I'll go into a law lesson about this later, but then it talks about the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So anyway. Which means any and all gun laws are absolute infringement upon the American people. No, 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 no. It's that it's not, it's not even it. All weapons laws at all. All are unconstitutional. All of them. There's Correct. no such thing yeah. as a, a constitutional yeah. law. No registry. No dissolution of rights. If you want to own a howitzer, you should be able to own a howitzer. It's stupid. But if you want to own ordinance, I hope you're not my neighbor. But it's your constitutional right as an American to be able to make pipe bombs in your basement. I'm not saying do so, that because you'll die. Most people don't have the wherewithal to do that correctly. So here it is, right? So this was passed by Congress on September 25th, 1789, ratified December 15th, 1791. It is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, yes. comma, the right of people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. No... Any and all gun laws pertaining to your right to firearms, to include Biden's bullshit about these ghost gun shits, is an infringement upon your right to own and bear firearms. Yeah, anyway, so let's go back to it. We can do the whole episode on this. Actually, our, our next episode should be guns. 
and weapons related. But back to this Whitmer thing, because I don't want to lose too much track of it. These federal moles in this group of a militia, they get involved and they turn these guys in and say, oh, we're, you know, we've been infiltrating this militia group. Well, here's the thing. Turns out those federal agents instigated the entire thing, perpetuated it, and coerced these guys into it. They actually entrapped these men and convinced them they needed to be involved. The guys were like, hey, you know, we need to do this. And these are the federal agents starting the entire thing, which is a huge, huge no-no. No. Like, that's, that's a big, bad federal offense there, Mr. Federale. No. But, that would also be a great sound clip too. <laughs> you you mean you mean like December sixth when that was in studio by other federal agents undercover? Yeah. Oh yeah, that where the police officer at the Capitol were opening the gates and ushering people into the Capitol. I mean, seriously, we have photographic evidence and video evidence to know that that was staged. That was a hard stage thing, and people are in jail for it without their it was just violating their rights. It's like what happened after uh, September eleventh when that happened. I had a friend. Uh, who was from India. Well, because his skin was brown, his neighbor called and said that she thought he was a terrorist. And so they took him and they black bagged him. They zip tied him and they tortured him for fucking weeks. And again, and right back to my regular gang. point where people are shit. Exactly. And that is another thing to rage about. Just because someone's brown doesn't make them bad. I know that the Planned Parenthood wants you to think that, but that's not the case. So, it comes to find out this trial goes through all the guys involved in this uh, alleged attempted kidnapping are having the charges dropped and wiped. However, the federal agents, on the other hand, they're looking at getting some pokey in the butt because that's a huge no-no. But they were acting under orders. So how far up does this go? You got to keep in mind, the, FD, the FBI was involved directly in the Steele dossier and things like that, that fraudulent shit. Uh, that exposed a so-called Russian collusion thing that didn't exist with Trump. So we're all finding this out now, and suddenly the news media is talking about, like, Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, finally. You guys, you can't trust what you're hearing in the mainstream news, even if it's Fox, okay? Like, so just for those of you who are spouting some of this crazy shit, look, I'm not a QAnon person. I don't, I, I've been calling them as not being totally legitimate. She had they're right about a couple things, but some of the shit they say, look, if it seems too far out there, sometimes it is. Nine but times out of ten, yeah. It, people call me really a conspiracy is. theorist. People were calling me a conspiracy theorist about things for years. My wife thought I was crazy and paranoid, and now she's like, holy shit, you were right about all of this shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I pay attention and because I, I read history. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. I look at patterns. I look at how people move and think and sway. And I pay attention to the politicians and how they talk, what they've done before. I look back into their records. I try to get well-educated in these things. And it's not because I want to just be involved in politics. It's because I want to know what's going on for my kids' future. And that's and the my, my country. That's the sad part now is now the term conspiracy theorist is widely being used on people that just legitimately do their own research. And oh. I, I know I've said this before. I forget what episode I was on, but I'm going to say it again. Like one of the biggest things like, okay, just because you Google something does not mean you're researching it. Google is almost just as censored as Facebook. A lot of times oh, when I tr when I try and find hidden news articles that they kind of just put right in there that nobody ever sees. It's definitely not on mainstream media. It's not on the TVs. I'll go to Ask Jeeves. 
Nobody even fucking knows what Ask Jeeves is anymore. It's not a it, it's not a it's not a regulated search engine, and uh, it's not hard to do your own research. But now anymore, when you you educate yourself, do your own research. You have the facts in front of you. You can print them out and put them in somebody's face. You're a fucking conspiracy theorist. Well, here's here's some advice for people. Um, on that same note, go download DuckDuckGo on your phone. It replaces Google. Yep, as that's another one. DuckDuckGo. Things that work. Yeah, uh, it's excellent. I use it. I know Joe Rogan uses it. Shout out to Joe Rogan, as if he needs it. Also. Get the Tor browser and learn to search the deep net. It's not the dark web, guys. The dark web is just... Yeah, you're not buying children on this. Yeah, make sure that you use something where your your IP doesn't get picked up and your info doesn't get picked up. It's usually good to get a burner phone if you're going to do this. But, uh, you know, if you want to get some real interesting information, it's harder to work with if you don't know what you're doing. But figure out how to work the, the deep net is what it's called, the open web. So what happens is... It's the stuff that isn't just brought up by most search engines. So the internet is this huge iceberg. You only see the very top of it. The rest of it's miles deep that you'll never see unless you really dig for it. And if you want to find some of the real news, don't look at American media. Our media is so bullshit. A lot of the times I'll go look at BBC and they'll be more accurate than what we're reporting here. Because some people in some countries still report things that aren't just politically biased. Uh, Newsmax does a pretty good job. Uh, talk radio is usually a really good way to go. Uh, there's a couple nutters out there, but not everyone's a conspiracy theorist. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my buddy, Tom Velasquez. He's a, the paranormal Patriot podcast. Check them out. Uh, he's been on my show, vanishing gates. Mine's paranormal unexplained stuff like that. And, uh, whatever drew grime, uh, he's been on, he's a conspiracy guy, political minded, but does a really good show. He does a lot of research. He digs deeper than I tend to dig usually. I mean, sometimes. But he's not a dumb guy. He's a little more on the paranoid side than I am. But he gladly says, you know, I'm your host wearing the tinfoil hat. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's a great guy. Check out his show. And he does conspiracy stuff all the time. But most of those, quote, conspiracies, they're not fucking conspiracies anymore. It's just open now. A lot of it. You know, you got this UFO disclosure shit coming out, which I'm I'm still not sold on. That just comes up every time the government fucks something up. Suddenly they're going to talk about aliens. So I don't buy into that so much. No offense, paranormal folks. But there's so much that's going on in our country. Like, we, our government literally gave diseases to black people to see what it would do. And it was, <laughs> I mean, I, you can't make this up. They put diseases and fleas and dropped him in San Francisco to see where it would go. It fucking, there was a clinic run by the CIA that was giving an LSD to people, especially like veterans and stuff that would go in, or free clinic people to go in. And Charles Manson was a frequenter of one of those uh, clinics. Uh-oh. So, <clears throat> trust your government about as far as you can throw it, guys, because it is not out for your interest anymore. It's become a juggernaut of bullshit, and it got bigger under Bush, bigger under Bush Jr., Way bigger under Clinton, bigger under Clinton than way bigger under Bush Jr., than way, way, way bigger under Barack Obama, and now it's a massive hulking piece of shit. The bigger the government, the lower the IQ. <laughs> so keep that in mind, guys. The bigger the crowd, the lower the brains. Now you have to file your taxes if you want to have your child tax credit. You have to take a photo picture of yourself and verify your photo ID with the IRS. There's no fucking reason yeah, to that, do that. That was when a fucking shit show. 
Yeah, when you're an illegal immigrant, you don't have to do that, and you can still get a tax return. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you, government. And and the IRS just put in hundreds of more people or thousands of more people. Why? Why did they need more people? We need less IRS. The IRS existed to stop moonshiners. The government, the, the country was growing and expanding without the government taking in money all the time, realistically. That is true. The IRS was started originally to stop the, uh, it was started during Prohibition for alcohol. Yes, it was to stop moonshining and to collect money from them and to stop them. The IRS used to actually go out with guns and shut down moonshine operations, contrary to popular belief. That's a and real thing. Take them out in office and none of them get laid, I'm sure of it. Speaking no, of fuck a hard them. life, I kind of feel bad for the people that work there because they're just doing their jobs. A lot of them. Hey, baby, uh, do you want to get some dinner? Oh, yeah, you're such a nice guy. Well, cool. Let's go to Chateau, whatever, and take us some drinks. We'll have a movie. Cool. You're at dinner, having a great time. So, oh my god, you're so amazing. A super hot chick. You're bullshitting with her. You got four. You got glasses on and a tie. You know, your bad haircut. <coughs> poor hygiene. There's a super hot babe still wanting to talk to you. Finally. Your personality is so nice and you're just the nicest guy ever. And then she's like, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, I work for the uh, IRS. And then she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> That's going to be a hard fucking life. As you're she should. Barbecues. <laughs> oh, I'm getting audited this year. I can already oh, tell. 100%. It wouldn't be the first time. I've been audited before. Uh I, I'm definitely on a watch list for some of the shit that I've posted on social media. And none of it was, like, aggressive or violent, but I, I just said some very clear things that got me in trouble more than once. So, yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Funny how that works. So, since we're on the topic of fucking taxes, really quick right now, and we're talking about how much we hate, you know, bad government and uh, I'm going to go more towards local here. Uh, Jay, in California, do you guys have a rainwater tax? Uh, <laughs> this is, oh, you're going to like this. In California, you can go to jail if you try to live off the grid in some places. Okay, so that's, that's actually not what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not for collecting rainwater. Okay. Oh, so, no, what, okay, no, no. What's oh, okay, tax? so rainwater tax, this is neat. So here where we live at... Um, your house is surveyed, or your, your property is surveyed, not in person, not in person, just off of by the documents as to how many square footage your property is, okay? There's not one person that comes to your house and sees where your gutters go, where the rain comes down off of your roof, or anything. So we, Dave, what was that, about three years ago now? God, longer than that, about five years ago. I think five years ago now? They okay. surveyed your property by air and judged it based on the amount of uh, solid area where the rainwater would run off of your property. Right. So we get taxed here for the amount of rainwater estimated. We could be in a drought and we're still paying the same amount. We get taxed on the amount of rainwater that would hit our property, mainly our, our house, our building, and anything that we have on our property. And if it goes or doesn't go, because like I said, nobody surveyed where my fucking gutters go. If it goes or doesn't go into the local drainage system and we get taxed on that. That is not even kind of constitutional. Right. So at least with, I, I can speak with my house. 
Um, my house is not much, but it's actually below street level. So when the water hits my house, goes into my gutters. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, they so, charge you by all the water that runs out of your gutters, down your walks, into the rain ditches that were already in place. Right. So at least with my house, like I said, going back, I can say this with my house. All the rain that hits my house and to where my gutters go, because like I said, my house, my house is below street level. All my rainwater goes into my fucking yard, and it pulls there. Not a single drop of rainwater that hits my house goes into any type of drainage system, goes into any type of local fucking watering hole, anything. Here's, here's the best I get, part. I get taxed on it. Here's the best part. It's not even a federal mandate. No, 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 no. It's a state mandate on a fe- on on department on a de on the Department of Environmental Protection suggestion. And here's and 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 here's the biggest scam at all. So they had all these fucking. Um, they were called the municipal uh, sewer authority vehicles, right? They didn't get new equipment. They didn't change any of the fucking water runoff or anything like that. All they did was re-decal all the equipment they already had as rain and wastewater management. Yep. To cover the fucking cost of this tax. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's yet again, but... You get taxed on the surface area of hard surface of your property. Not where the water actually goes, just based on the area, like they, they did aerial surveillance of the size of your property mapped out by whatever computer records courthouses had. So if you had like, if you got a two acre pop property and the driveway is an acre long, they, char- they, would, they, they taxed you out at an acre and a half of hard surface area that the rainwater was draining off of. Well, the fucked up part is that water's even if it goes into the grass or the ground, it's going to go into the ground, which is going to go back into the fucking drainage. Do they not? I mean, I know they don't know how engineering works. Right. This is the retards that are what is in control of our country and state. Right. And and God forbid, God forbid, we do not pay those taxes. Oh, yeah. No, those seize your property, put you in jail. Right. No, there are places here where uh, I had a buddy who was living off the grid barrel, barreling um, water, and then he was doing uh, something else for electricity. I think he switched completely off the grid, and he ended up uh, getting, they threatened to put him in jail and fine him. He had to fight it for like six years because he wasn't paying, uh, he wasn't on the grid at all, and they were like, no, that's not acceptable. You're not paying taxes on this. We need it. And he's like, I don't have to pay taxes on what comes out of the sky, and there was this huge fucking fight. Like, you're only allowed to c- collect X amount of rainwater. And it can only be in certain ways at certain times. It's fucking ridiculous. Because their argument is, oh, well, we're in drought, so if it doesn't go into the ground, then we don't get it back. Well, yeah, but if he's not on the fucking system and all of his water's coming from the rain, you can fuck off. It goes back into his well anyway. I mean, fuck off. It's, it's just fucking stupid. I, fucking this stuff just gets me so riled up. There's a reason I want to move to Texas where God still pays attention. And that's that's another thing that blows my mind, at least with Pennsylvania anyway. So we're getting taxed on the rain that hits our house and goes wherever the fuck it goes. But 
correct me if I'm wrong, Pennsylvania is legal to harvest rainwater. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, then just put buckets down. Just That's what you can do is, like, put fake buckets everywhere and just say you're harvesting rainwater so they can't tax you on it. And yet that's the thing. They will not come out in person and survey your property. And And the weird thing is, like, nobody understands, like, everything in this country, like... They, nobody nobody looks at it and goes, wait a second. You mean this country's not going to survive if we don't tax the rainwater? I mean, <laughs> it's been raining for a fucking eternity. California has had a drought for years now. Um, we're finally getting some rain today. Probably all week it'll rain. Uh, where I live, the drought's not especially bad, but the rivers are a little low for us. But the rest of the state's hurting. But we ship a lot of our water from Humboldt County down to the Bay Area and to the Central Valley for the farmers because there was some deal made or something where we send that water from our reservoirs down there and we don't get paid for it. So we're hurting for water here now because those guys did some stupid political shit down there to save, like, the smelt or something like that. It was some save-the-fish environmentalist bullshit. And they go, oh, we need to do the agriculture thing. Well, if you have irrigated properly and not had harbor commissions involved and not shut things down the way that, you know, when people complain. It's like right now we have a couple big dams here. We have a hydroelectric dam. We have like four dams on the Klamath River. They're talking about getting rid of those dams. Well, what's going to happen when you do that? Like, okay, well, because the salmon can come back and run. Okay, so now you're talking about not having as much water running down the rivers, not getting the overflow in the winters, not having the lakes to recreate in. You're talking about ruining a lot of things that have changed and altered and grown. Nature tends to grow with faster than what we can destroy. People are stupid if they think otherwise. We are not that good at fucking shit up. We're good at fucking it up temporarily. This planet has a way to bounce back. I'm not arrogant enough to think that we can just destroy the entire thing. Just with one fail swoop. Even with a nuclear winter, it would still bounce back. Eventually. So, yeah, eventually. But it comes back. We don't. We live here while we live here. So why don't we worry about that and fucking try to make it a little just I, I'm not again, I'm not saying we should fuck everything up. Like the, one of the reasons I like to hunt and fish, I don't mind paying for tags and shit and for fishing licenses is because that money goes into conservation. You'll never find a bigger conservationist in nature than someone that likes to hunt and fish. Again, back to my original point when I started the show. People are shit. I was about to say we are getting really political on this episode right now, which I'm fine with if you guys want to continue. Oh, yeah, I don't mind. But, yeah, we it are. Doesn't at all. I, no, 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 no. I, I wanted to do this episode on the idea of fucking hate and discontent. So, like, let's talk about shitty fucking people. So well, We did for like an hour. <laughs> we, there are shittier people closer to you that need, that need to hear through another outlet of how shitty they are. I want, I want you guys to hold the mirror up in front of these fucking people and be like, look, this is you. You're, you're a giant fucking chunk of shit. I do have one thing that happened to me recently. Um, on Facebook Marketplace, I put one of my motorcycles up for sale. And uh, due to inflation and everything, the cost of living is dramatic right now. Absolutely dramatic. I upped the price a little bit. Still less than what I paid for it. By a hefty margin, but I upped the price a little bit. Not too many other miles on it from when I bought it. So I had the post up all winter on Facebook Marketplace. Nobody's looking to buy a motorcycle during winter, so nobody nobody messaged me on it. As of recent, 
I want to think it was maybe two weeks ago, I had this woman message me. And uh, let me actually pull up exactly what she said, because it was fucking hysterical. Oh, this should be good. (laughs) So I have up my 2006 Sportster 1200 XLC, less than 10,000 miles, lots of extras. So this lady just messaged me out of the blue. You know Harley Wide Glides are going out the west, and what you're asking for that little squirty thing, I would give you $3,200 cash in hand right now. So I replied, no, thank you. You know, I would rather just not sell it to you. And then she said, well, why not? I said, well, I have the right to refuse anything to you, from you. This is my property that I'm deeming I'm selling. So I said, listen, it's not available to you. I'm not selling it. Have a good day. Then she replies to me, good. Then delete it from Marketplace now, or you're going to get written up on you because you're a dumb, dumb piece of shit, and you won't be able to post nothing, no more. I'm telling. Unquote. Okay. So I said, okay, ma'am, have a nice day. Please do not send me any more unsolicited (laughs) messages. And this fucking Karen. (laughs) Fucking Karen. This fucking Karen. (laughs) She did not like the price of what I was selling my property for. So she goes to the Facebook gods and uh, reports my for sale fucking Thing. And it gets deleted. I get, I get a notification that it got deleted. So I, I rebuttal. I send, you know, I, I click, you know, this, this needs review or however the Facebook process works. Cause my shit gets taken down all the fucking time. So oh, it gets, yeah. it gets put under review. And then I actually had one of those, uh, it was probably a fucking robot, but they messaged me and said, Oh, what, what's your input on this and everything. And I told them, you know, I said, this person didn't like my price. And um, I asked what it was reported for. And they said it was reported because you're selling something that you don't own. So I said, how, how do I not own this? How do I not own this? I'm selling it. Well, you told her it wasn't for sale. Right? And I said, well, what was the rest of that sentence? Because there wasn't a period after that. I said, for sale to her. And then my post got put back up. But it's the fact that I had to go through all those stupid extra fucking steps because some fucking cunt didn't like the price that I was selling something for, but she was willing to buy it for her price. Right. Right. So this is what I mean when I say people are shitty and they're only out for themselves. It's like everybody wants you to cater to them. And when you don't, you're automatically, you're the bad guy. Like for me, right? <clears throat> I'm good at this. I don't cater to anybody. And because I don't cater to anybody, and I never have, I'm an easy target. It's easy for someone to go out there and say some shit about me because unless you actually know me, because I don't cater, because I don't bend or break, people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, yeah that he definitely did that. You're the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. I have so many stories like that. It's not about being the bad guy. It's about the fact that I've chosen the moral high ground on which I'm going to stand on, and you're not going to bend me from that. No. 
I don't give a fuck how important you think you are, how high in position your life is, or how intelligent you think you are based on your position in life. I'm not bending for anybody. And I've had discussions. I've had arguments. I was in the military. I've argued with sergeants, first sergeants, sergeant first class, lieutenants, captains, even a major, a lieutenant colonel, a sergeant major. You can have your opinion. You could have your statement. You could stand on that. But I'm not going to bend where I stand just because you want to flex your fucking rank to me. Plain and simple. I don't give a fuck. And here's the other thing that a lot of people didn't understand. And I've said this. Your status in your career, job, whatever it may be, you only fucking matter right then and there in that moment while you're there. Because at some point, the clock stops and you are no longer as important as you think you are. And I'm going to find you. I'm going to see you in a bar, a parking lot, a store. I will fucking publicly embarrass you. I don't care. You're not as important as you think you are. And those people won't say a fucking word. Oh, God, no. No, they'll fucking cry, cower, bitch, back down, and run. Oh, dude, I was at, I was at Costco uh, not too long ago, and I wasn't feeling great. I didn't want to be there. I was tired, having a shit day. Wife needed to go get something from the pharmacy because we were both under the weather. And we had had, like, the, the hum, we call it the Humboldt crud. When the winter starts, everybody gets kind of, like, a bad cold and a lot of chest congestion just from the humidity and everything and the pollen. And so I'm at Costco. I'm in line, or she's in line at the pharmacy. I have the cart, and I'm kind of off to the side where there's room to move. But uh, this gal walks by, and I wasn't paying attention. And this other gal behind me, Fuckers, oh, I'll move out of your way because apparently some people think they need to take up the aisle. And I was out of the way. Like, you could have passed one of those giant fucking Costco carts by me without a problem. I just didn't realize this person was trying to get past or I would have moved. Right. A simple excuse me, I'll fucking do. I know. I turned around. I'm like, you know, you could have just said something, you fucking fat cunt. She's over with her kid. Her kid's probably like 18. I'm like, listen here, you fucking self important Karen cunt. Fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on. You're not important. I didn't know I was in the way. A nice, polite response would have been cool. Now I'm calling you out in front of everybody in this fucking line. So fuck you and fuck you again. And then I moved out of the way. And you, people were in the line were clapping for me <laughs> after that shit. That's how fucked up it was. I don't usually lose my shit like that, but I wasn't feeling good. I was fucking tired. And that was incredibly fucking rude for no reason. I would easily have just moved. I didn't realize. I thought I had been out of the way more. And I shouldn't have to explain myself. Be polite if I'm in the way. If I'm at the grocery store and someone's in my way, I'll wait. I don't I don't need to be in a hurry that much. If I am, I'll turn around and go the other direction and go around the other side of the aisle. I don't know what people are going through, what they got going on in their lives. They're not in my way. I do get mad in traffic, though, because, you know, there's laws involved in that. But there's no laws involved in shopping at the grocery store. It's just common courtesy. I just didn't realize it was in her fucking way. I actually but, yeah. have a, uh, I have a very recent waiting in line to check out story. Um, I'm at our local tractor supply here, and uh, I came really quick. I just needed a couple couple drywall screws. I that's, come really quick all the time. That's it. So <laughs> get in, get a couple drywall screws. They come in a little box. It's very easy. 
And I, I come in a little box. And I proceed to the checkout. <laughs> the line's pretty long. It's maybe about 3.30, 4 in the afternoon. There's maybe about five people in front of me. So I'm waiting. I'm holding my little box of drywall screws. And the line goes down. And I'm, uh, I am now second in line. The person in front of me is about to be checking out. And this, this uh, she was probably, I'm going to say in her 40s. She's probably in her 30s, but fuck her. So she's in her 40s, and she's behind me with a cart full of random-ass shit. I mean, just stupid-ass home fucking decor, potting <laughs> soil, I think a little bag of dog food, just just a bunch of random shit. And she says, excuse me. You know, I don't know who she's talking to because my eyes are forward. I said, excuse me, sir, with the bald head. So uh, I turned around, and I said... Yeah, what can I do for you? She says, do you mind, do you mind if I go in front of you? I'm, uh, I'm running late, and I, I really need to get out of here. And I look at her. I says, well, what are you running late for? Well, that's none of your business. I said, okay. Well, then the answer is no. Not that I need to know, because you're right. That's none of my business. But if you were to tell me I have a really important doctor's appointment to get to to see if I have breast cancer or something, you know what? Yeah, I'm only buying one thing gladly go ahead of me but she got rude and said well that's none of your business so i said well no you can't go ahead of me then i only have one item maybe i'm important and i'm running late too right so so i turned my head and she's now mumbling under her breath well out of the woodwork her husband wherever the fuck he was comes in and he says excuse me sir uh we're running late my wife already came up to you asking nicely if we can jump ahead of you just to check out really quick. And uh, I was a little fucking aggravated at that point because now I'm dealing with a Karen and a fucking Ken. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned around and I says, listen, both of you, stu-, and I'm right in fucking line. There's a bunch of people behind us. I said, both of you stupid fucks, your time management with how you decide to run your fucking lives is not my fucking problem. It will never be my fucking problem. So I'm going to keep my place in line that I rightfully got to before you. And I am going to pay in as many pennies as I possibly fucking can. Because I fucking can. <laughs> like your, your, your time management isn't my issue. And I'm not impeding you in any fucking way. And let me tell you something. This fucking Ken said, well, we can, you know, if you're going to be a fucking dickhead, we could take this the fuck outside. I said, nah, it's, you guys are going to be at checkout longer considering I'm in, ahead of you, so I'll be long gone. <laughs> we, we're <gonna> and uh, <laughs> let me tell you, after that, there's a lot of huffing and puffing. As there is with those people. And what would happen if you had taken him outside? He would have fucking cowered. Cried, threatened to sue. He probably called the cops. Yeah, called the cops because uh, I didn't give up my place in line for my one box of drywall screws. She she would have like recorded just enough of the fight for him to get knocked out, so you look bad. That's yeah, that's what it would have been a Facebook Live. The phone the phone was coming out before Ken got there, so I don't know if she actually was recording or not. Oh yeah, look at this white supremacist. He right. won't let me go in first but, to him. But I've yet to see I've yet to see anything on Facebook or whatnot about me not giving up my place in line. But how many? But how many? But, but let's think about this, Steve. Like how many? How many fucking Kens and Karens do we know? 
throughout our entire lives and career paths. More than I can count. Everybody has that. Everybody has that fucking attitude, right? They think that they, that they're tough. Entitlement. Yeah, it's not so much the tough. It's it's the entitlement. It's that my life and what I'm doing right now is more important than you. Uh, I actually just watched a video yesterday, last night, last night, about this woman that made a massive fucking stink. There was a stabbing victim in a parking lot of, I don't know, let's just say a Walmart, because I don't know where it was. And obviously 911 got called for the stabbing victim. So the ambulance comes, and the police come, the fire department's there, because depending on who's out, first responders are first responders. So this woman is making a massive fucking stink that she can't get out of her parking spot because the ambulance is behind her treating a stabbing victim. Oh, my God. So so somebody's somebody's recording it, and uh, I got to give it to whatever police department this was. There was a female police officer dealing with her, and she was the epitome of professionalism. If I was her, I would have lost my fucking job in an instant. But she was the epitome of professionalism, and this woman is just going on about, well, if it's a fucking emergency, why is the ambulance still here? They should be rushing him to the hospital. I have things to do. And she was trying to, like, do a 25-point K-turn to get out. I would have fucking pulled my taser out and zapped the shit out of that bitch. I would have loved to have shot in her. Hypothetically, that would not have gone well. <laughs> right? No, just less than lethal, just enough to make her piss herself and watch everybody watch her twitch. But, uh, dude, so, but it's insane yeah, that, that like the world is even filled with people like that. Dude, so I was at the hospital um, for some health issues. I was there for fucking twelve hours in the ER waiting room, and just because things are going that way, and I was having some issues with, with my my lungs and my heart and my blood pressure and so I was in there with my wife and we were there for a very long time we got triaged right away had to sit in the waiting room for a very very long time there was a gal in there complaining that she wasn't getting serviced fast enough there for her fucking yeast infection (laughs) (laughs) stabbing victims and I finally said you know what and I'm sick and feeling terrible and my wife's like Jason don't I'm like, nope, this has to be said. I'm like, hey, these fuckers are short-staffed. They're working their ass off. The gals at the desk have no choice on when you get in. You came here because you made a bad decision and don't know about vaginal hygiene. You can't expect to be more important than someone who's fucking dying in the ER. Go see your fucking gynecologist tomorrow and call it a fucking day. And that bitch shut up so fast. (laughs) The people behind the counter are like, sir, you need to calm down. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But the, the fucking rude people in the world, um, I went to a, my bank one time. Uh, I wasn't going to my normal branch. I went to a branch in a, a city just uh, south of us. And I was going to go cash my check, and, and this chick was suit. The teller was just incredibly rude, which is something I had never encountered uh, with this banking system before. They were always really cool people. And I went to cash the check because I needed some cash on hand. I wanted to deposit X amount. And she was just being rude. Like, it was just, it wasn't even a hello. It was like, hey, I can help you here. And then just rude. And she was like, are you sure it's a legitimate check? I have to get my supervisor. And then she had my ID. She's like, are you sure it's your ID? I'm like, do I know you or something? Did I make you mad? Did I cut you <laughs> off in traffic or something? Because if I did, I apologize. It was just incredibly rude. She's like, no, I just don't think that you should have this amount of money on this check. And I was doing construction. So it was a very substantial check. 
had just done a roof. And uh, it was a, a check for that bank, like for an account from that bank. So it was 100% legit. They needed to cash it out that day. If they had the availability, they have the access to it. I know the money was in there, but she was just being a fucking asshole. And so the manager finally came up and I looked at the manager and I said, hey, um, I'm not going to deposit money because the manager okayed it and said, everything okay? I'm like, yeah, but now I'm going to need her to um, just give me all the cash for it, but I need it all in ones. And it was like 2,600 bucks or something. I said I needed all hand counted in one dollar bills, <laughs> so I made her hand count like twenty six hundred dollars in one dollar bills, and then double count it. And I was there for a good hour, and then I like said thank you, and I grabbed the envelope with the money, and it was just a I don't even know what twenty six hundred dollars in ones looks like, but it's a large stack of money. <laughs> and so I took it to I went back in line, and I went to the next counter. And I said, hey, could you uh, turn this into hundreds for me, please? <laughs> to the next teller, <laughs> the manager was. The, <laughs> The teller was so mad, but the manager was just laughing their ass off. I never saw that chick at that branch again. I think she got shit canned that day. Probably. <laughs> like, like, don't be a dick. Like, I was being polite. Sorry. I had a guy. I was So I was selling a, a bunch of Playboys somebody gave me. Uh, not really my magazine. I'm more of a hustler guy myself. But uh, I'm just kidding. We have porn on the internet. It's free. But a buddy of mine who's older gave me a bunch of these fucking Playboys he had. Some are worth quite a bit of money. I know because I looked because I'm like, oh, some of these are like I have some with like Pamela Anderson the first time she was on and shit like that and some older shit than that. And uh, I'm like, oh, cool. So I can sell these on eBay. The rest of them, there was like three fucking hundred of them. I put them up on Craigslist. I'm like, hey, uh, I got all these Playboys, um, maybe a dollar a piece. Let me know if you're interested. Which is a fair price for Playboys in sure. general. They, they go that, they, that my old ones go at the pawn shops that much. I said, or or better offer. I just want to get rid of them. And this guy fucking messages me. At the time, I'm working three jobs, and I'm raising a family. So these things are sitting in a box, boxes in my garage. I mean, boxes in my garage. And uh, I'm like, oh hey, sorry for the late response because I called, I, I caught his email the next day or whatever. He's like, I'm interested. My like, cool. Uh, when can you come by? And then I didn't hear from him. And then another one, and then I got back. He said something about timing. And I'm sorry, I got back to you another day later or whatever. I, I was multitasking and got caught up in work. And then his response was, well, I found that multitasking just means you're bad at doing stuff. So do you want to sell these to me or not? Because I'd really want to come by and look at them. <laughs> well, the answer is no, then. I'm not going to sell said, them to you. I know. My response is, uh, oh, he, it means that you're doing multiple tasks, but you're just not doing them well is what it was from that effect. I'm like, uh, you know, I really appreciate you you contacting me, but um, I don't know why you're having such a bad day, and I hope it gets better for you, but I'm not going to do business anymore. Don't email me again. <laughs> I blocked his email. I'm like, I don't need to fucking sell these to you. You're the one that wanted them, you fucking weirdo. Fuck off. So I, I have another story about a, a Karen. Not so much recent, but last summer. Oh, we got to uh, love the Karens. Got to love the Karens. I love the Karens. And this this was a... Ugly, frumpy motherfucking Karen, let me tell you. So, like, like, look like a big old dollop of sour cream, frumpy? At least, at least 410, 420 pounds. Massive. 10 hams. So, so last summer, I am, usually for my birthday, I have a bunch of people come over the house. I smoke stuff. I grill stuff. We drink on the patio. We just, everyone just hangs out. And I'm a terrible friend because I didn't show... Yeah. Just, just put that out there. I'm a terrible friend. You had work, I think. But either way, either way. So I'm getting stuff, getting everything ready for my smoker. You know, <clears throat> going to get that thing fired up, put a bunch of chicken and everything in it. I and, love uh, chicken. I realize that I am out of wood chips. I only have a bag of 
I think it was maple. Not that it matters. I, I only have a bag of wood chunks. And I've done this before. So what I did, I have a smaller machete. It, it is a machete, but it's kind of about the size of a Bowie knife. So I am splitting these wood chunks into tiny little chips. I've done it multiple times. Well, this time as I'm doing this, my daughter's out with me. She's in the, uh, she's in the yard. She's playing, having the time of her life because kids love being outside. And she catches my attention really quick on a swing down. So I get my finger with this fucking sharp-ass fucking machete. Ooh, Ooh. I remember that. And uh, I, don't just, I don't just cut my finger. I don't cut the skin off. I cut it so deep to where the machete itself was stuck in the bone of my finger. Oh, mama, no. I had to, I had to actually pull it out. Um, I didn't get any of my tendons, but I still to this day have no feeling in my finger. I needed a bunch of fucking stitches and everything. So long story short. It's 100% true, I remember, because I saw it. Long story the short. The aftermath. I pulled this machete out of the bone of my finger. Um, anything more, it would have chopped the tip of my finger off clean. So I wrapped my finger up with a dirty-ass fucking greasy towel I had laying next to my motorcycle at the time. And... Oh. Uh, Get her inside, go upstairs and say, hey, you know, I, I tell my old lady, I said, I, I got to go to the ER, which uh, I didn't go to the ER. I went to um, urgent care. So I got to go to urgent care. I need stitches. So I get my boots on. I'm in basketball shorts and a fucking cutoff T-shirt. I look like a fucking shit bag. But I drive myself up to this urgent care, which is about 10, 15 minutes away. I put my mask on because we had to wear fucking masks. I check in. The lady asks how bad it is. I says, well, I'm not going to show you because I can feel it's still pouring blood. And this, this little rag that I had is, it was, it was a bright yellow rag, and it's now dark red. The whole entire thing is dark red. That's how much I've been bleeding. So she says, okay, you know, sit down. You know, we're, we're probably going to put you in room number whatever. You know, you're going to need stitches, I'm sure. So we'll get you in as soon as possible. And this fucking Karen behind me. So I sit down. I'm waiting. I'm on my phone. And she instantly pitches a fit because the receptionist was like, hey, you need to wear a mask. You know, we're, we weren't in the, the exact brunt of COVID, but we still were on all the restrictions. So she gives all this hullabaloo about wearing a fucking mask. Finally, she takes one of the masks that they were offering her and she puts it on. On her chin. It's not covering her face, not covering her nose. I don't fucking care because I don't believe it. But either way, she's being a fucking cunt. Super cunty. So, I'm still sitting there, pouring blood profusely, you know, looking like a bag of smashed assholes, just waiting my turn. And she's bitching about this stomach problem that she has. Now, like I said, she's about 4'10", 4'20". She's a massive individual. So her Massive. stomach is that she's hungry. Massive. And uh, she's fighting with this receptionist about going back to urgent care and being seen now. Now, you would think, okay, if it's, if it's something like with your gastral intestines, like you, you think it's really that bad, you probably should have went to the fucking hospital. But she went to urgent care, and she's demanding to be seen instantly. And this receptionist is being... I mean, more professional than she fucking needs to be. At the point where 
this lady is now ripping her masks off, screaming at this poor fucking receptionist, fucking moving chairs, throwing shit. Like I should have been recording this, but I only had one fucking hand at the time. So I couldn't, I couldn't really multitask that well. So she's fucking screaming. She's hooting and hauling. This is going on for about 20 minutes to the point where she now starts saying this could be a sign of fucking COVID. Da, 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 da. Cause I was on this website and oh this, my God. this problem that I'm having could be a sign of COVID to the person that's not wearing their fucking mask, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm getting fucking pissed off because she's probably not prolonging my stay, but she's not helping. So I get up and I said, Hey, what the fuck is your deal? And she looks at me. She's like, you can't fucking talk to me like that. I have a medical emergency. I got this. I got that. I said, yeah, you see this rag? I have fucking AIDS and I will give it to you right now. <laughs> if you have an emergency, go call 911 because I am a second away from giving you fucking AIDS. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, she left. And this receptionist was laughing her ass off the entire time. So she calls me, says, hey, uh, we'll see you now. I said, oh, okay, awesome, thanks. Yeah, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, but now I'm questioning all my actions I ever committed with Steve because now I'm thinking, like, I I don't have AIDS. I I don't. Like, does he really, is he just saying that now? Like, I'm scared now. No. I don't have AIDS, but regretting all the gay sex. There wasn't yeah. there wasn't too much more I can threaten this lady to get the fuck out of there at the time because all I had was a blood soaked rag covering my finger. Well, I mean, at least she knew what AIDS was. Yeah. She doesn't she read that much. Well, long story short, the uh, the doctor that came to see me says, "Wow, I'm actually really surprised you didn't cut your finger off." And I said, "Yeah, I stopped." It's like, well, not by much. You actually have a fucking, you have a nick in your bone that's pretty deep. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. So uh, just stitch that up. I have some drinking to do. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what you need with a, with a fresh injury is thin blood due to oh, alcohol. Yeah. And I did. I, I went back. I, you know, I chopped some more wood, you know, hoping I wouldn't uh-huh. cut my stitches and recut the rest of my finger off. And then uh, smoked some chicken, did some dad grilling, and I drank the night away. I've, uh, and threatened somebody to give him AIDS. And I missed it. <laughs> that life well lived, sir, in my opinion. I am uh, kind of that way, though, with things. Uh, I had a, a guy in high school that had a, a cleft palate. If you guys don't know what that means, uh, Google it. I'm not going to explain it. It's also uh, known as a hair lip. Yeah. Yeah, hair lip. Um, it doesn't affect anything after it's repaired, but it does look awkward on some people. I don't, I don't know if I should say that if that's appropriate. Is that, is that PC? Is that PC, bro? Hair lip? Yeah. It's not, but it's okay. We don't, when's the last time we were PC here? This is true. So, this guy with a hair lip came up to me at high, in high school, and he and I, we always got along. I never made fun of how he looked or anything because I didn't care. It's just how he was, it was cards he was dealt. I can't help it. But then he threatened me over, like, a mutual friend that I didn't get along. Uh, I think maybe I dropped him at a party or something. And uh, so he came up, and he's like, hey, man, you got a problem with him? You got a problem with me? He started talking shit, and he said it again after talking shit for a while. He's like, you got a problem with him? You got a problem with me? I said, look, dude, um, get out of my face before I make yours uglier than your mom's drug habit did. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He swung and I moved and he broke his hand on my locker. 
<laughs> and I shoved him into the hallway. <laughs> that could have went so much different. Way to go, yeah. idiot. Now you have a broken hand and a broken face. You could have said something like really slick, like, how about I make the bottom <laughs> lip match your top lip? Oh, dude, no, but, like, his mom was definitely a drug addict, and I knew that, so it was really a double fucking mean thing to say. Uh, I I told my, uh, my, my daughter, because um, she has a boyfriend now, and they're in high school, and I know the kid's mom. She's happily married, really nice gal. But I told my daughter, I'm like, um, if he tries to touch you, I'm going to have sex with his mom and record it and send him the video. <laughs> and my Shh. wife's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, don't worry, it won't be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me his mother got wind of this. Oh, no, 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 because <sighs> she's actually very nice. That was just between me and my kid and my wife as a joke. I'm like, no. Did, did anybody see the video? You know. Um, the radio call of the woman who went on a date and ended up being like this kid, her kid bullied in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stock yes. sent that to me uh, a couple of years back. It was like a radio DJ call. I'm, and, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I, I hope that's real because that is like the most amazing video I've ever witnessed in my life is a radio DJ call where this, where this guy had a one night stand with this woman who fell in love with him and it was like his bully's mom. And he even named the guy and everything. He's oh. like, this is my boy in high school. And this one, you know, I went on a, a blind date the other night with this gal. And then he, like, named her name and shit. And, like, just yeah. over the air. And then he talked about all the shit that happened. <laughs> she won't leave him alone. And he's ghosting her. And, and again. Like, I realized who she was uh, mid-thrust or something like that. It was so crazy shit. Like, oh, <laughs> I, it's, and, you know, it's things like that that, that, that I get enjoyment out of. Like, it's that side of me where, like, it keeps me believing in karma. And where even though I sit here and I bitch about these people being shit, right, I know I got a fight ahead of me with certain things and certain individuals and these fucking people that just won't stop running their fucking mouths and, and just being cunts. Dude, here's the kind of fucking asshole I am. Uh, a but, buddy of mine that you know, I don't think you get along with him too well, though. No, uh, he's a but, fucking total dickhead. Yeah, so he hates he me for me. no reason, so I hate him back. I yeah, he hates a lot of people for no reason. Uh, but he calls me and he's like, "Hey man, uh, I have this problem. I work with my mom's ex boyfriend, and he's a total asshole, and he treats me like shit, and he's doing this and this. He's drunk on the job all the time. He's an equipment operator, and he does equipment maintenance, and he's the only one that can do it. So the company hired him back." Because they had to. They couldn't find anyone else to do the job yet. And so they're looking for a replacement, but I can't do them. So I, he gave me the guy's number, and I called him. I called him, and I just started talking about him. I'm like, hey, man, is this uh, someone? says, yeah, who's this? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I was asked to contact you by someone we're not going to talk about. And this guy, and I started giving him, like, what I was told about him. And he starts naming off names, and none of them are the person that, <laughs> that told me to call him. And then he finally got there. He's like, was it him? Like, dude, you don't even know who you're messing with. You need to, like, pump the brakes and uh, maybe keep to yourself and not be such a piece of shit who does drugs and looks at little kids at the school ground. Um, this is being live streamed, by the way. And I'm recording this on the Internet, and people are listening to it right now. You get about 150 people hearing all your dirty laundry. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, why don't you come here and fight me? And I said, uh, I mean, yeah, I know where you live, so I could get there. It's going to take me a little while. Uh, <laughs> I said, you don't want that to happen either. And I said, but really though, man, I don't have anything against you personally, but let me ask you a question. 
goes, let me ask you a question. And then he hung up. <laughs> so I called <laughs> back and then he hung up again. And then I called an order for like 15 pizzas to be delivered to his house. See now, because I know exactly who it is that you're talking about. My yeah. answer, my answer is this because of the way he is, his karma is having to work with the guy who fucked his mom raw. Sorry, that's all there is to it. Like, if you're a fucking piece of shit to everybody for no reason, then you deserve shitty things. And if one of those shitty things is that you have to work with the guy who was fucking gutting your mom in the next room, oh fucking well. Too well, fucking yeah, bad. Sucks to suck. Just an overall piece of shit, so it wasn't S- such a big stretch for me to get involved. Sucks to suck. Hey, the guy may be a piece of shit, but guess what? The reason why he didn't like him is because it's like looking in a mirror. Again, people get upset when you hold that mirror up in front of them. They're like, look, this this is you. This is what you are. This is what you do. Do you, do you understand that? And I hope this, I hope this individual listens to this, because I'll fucking say it to his face. You know I will. Oh, I know you will. Or at least over the, the chat. At least. Because sometimes you deserve the shit that you get because you fucking caused it. Well, I don't think he caused his mom to get plowed out, but I don't, I don't think that's how that works. No, no, no. He didn't cause his mom to get plowed out, but because he's a shitty person in real life, he deserves real shitty things to happen to him. So, again, if his mom's taste in men is as shitty as his attitude, that's just a fucking cross you got to bear, man. Okay, so it's like I got this friend... Uh, who I was talking to you about earlier was an abusive relationship, like emotionally abusive. Right. Totally fucking retarded. Yeah. And just Stockholm syndrome for sure. And I straight up said, Hey, uh, you're going through what's called Stockholm syndrome. That is how all of my successful dates happen. Stockholm syndrome. Just so we're clear. I mean, technically all guys use a bit of it, but this was like to the extent uh, extreme, but, uh, this person, um, was hanging out with me quite a bit and playing pool together and stuff and just hanging out. And the guy that she had been seeing, she hadn't even been seeing when we were hanging out and playing pool and doing whatever was going on. And uh, he has a drug problem and he would frequently get a hold of her and freak out on her, et cetera, et cetera. And so with me, I don't like a bully. I bully the bullies. That's that's my thing is like to regulate that shit because you don't get to treat people like shit and not have consequences. And too many people have those consequences when people don't stand up and put a fucking boot on their neck. And I'm the guy that likes to elect to put a boot on their neck. I always try to be talk talkative first. But when diplom- diplomacy fails, you go into aggressive diplomacy. And I'm way, way better at that part. But... Uh, you know, dude keeps bugging her, blah, blah, blah. They're not together. And then they're finally together again. And another dude that we know not well, who doesn't really hang out and is kind of shady and sells drugs to said dude, uh, is there to sell drugs to him. And so he says, oh, you know, so-and-so is hooking up with Jay. He didn't, he says he didn't say me, but dude calls the gal and and starts screaming at her and cussing at her and threatening her and shit and belittling her over the phone. So she calls me at like four or five in the morning and I'm like, okay, what? So I get a hold of a mutual friend because I was told that another person was involved with this. The story that he told her, the, the boyfriend guy told her was that my friend and this other guy, the drug dealer went to his house to say this to him which turned out not to be the case at all. 
So I message my friend and I'm like, hey, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, I, I, I need to know if you did or not because this doesn't need to be circulating around. And I, I don't care what this idiot thinks about me, but she's obviously very hurt by it and it's not worth hurting her. I'm going to be a little bit protective because she's already being bullied by this guy and she has no one else to take care of her because she's not from the area. And so my friend goes, Hey, no, I didn't fucking say shit and I'm going to fix this. And so she gets a hold of the buddy of hers that sells the drugs. It's kind of a, a kind of a mutual friend and he gets a hold of me. He's like, Hey, here's what happened. And the story was that, the, the girl's ex had told the drug dealer guy that his girlfriend was having an affair. So he suddenly felt, the drug dealer guy felt obligated if he felt like something was going on to mention it to him. I'm like, well, why would you say that knowing that I'm not doing this or not even knowing what I'm doing in my personal life? Why would you bring me into this? He's like, I didn't say your name at all. I just said she's not faithful. I'm like, okay, so when was this supposed to have happened? About Three weeks ago, I'm like, cool. Did you know they've been together for a week now? Again, because they were broken up. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. This whole shit went south so fucking fast and hard. And I finally figured it out. Dumb fuck, drug dealer guy, was doing really good marketing. And a person that wants to sell drugs will know. People that are upset and frustrated, they're going to buy more drugs. So that's what he was doing. He was poking the bear. He swears up and down he didn't say my name. So I, I talked to the gal again. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, you are being abused by this dude, and you probably shouldn't talk to him anymore. And just a heads up there. And so I'm, like, telling people now, I'm like, don't even talk to me anymore. I'm fucking done with, like, half these people. I'm like, don't, don't hang. I know them from the bar. It's not like they come to my house and hang out. I'm just, one of them is my friend. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But it just went downhill so fast because people are so fucking self, like they have to be involved and cause shit. They have to cause problems to make themselves feel better. They have to belittle others. And it just irritates the fuck out of me. But I was at the point where I wanted to beat the shit out of somebody for a number of reasons. And uh, most people just want to talk. You know what the lesson, you know what the lesson there is? Uh, don't be uh, Will Smith married to Jada Pinkett Smith. No, I mean if she's Correct. gonna be if she's gonna be a shitty if she's gonna be a, again shitty people is tonight's topic. If she's gonna be in a shitty situation with shitty people, then she deserves it. Sorry, cool. that's the way it is. Yeah. No, I know, and I, I told her that I'm like I, I straight up told her I'm like, hey, we're friends, but like, and I, I feel obligated to protect people that can't protect themselves. It's just who I am. At the same time, though, I have a family and a life, and I am not going to watch another one of my friends go down this shitty path of self-destruction because they're hooked on some fucking retard who can't get his shit together. Like, I'm just not going to watch it. So if you're going to continue to talk to him, we're not going to talk anymore. Just that simple. I won't won't help you. I won't talk to you because you're making this choice. At some point, you have to stop helping people do the stupid shit. You know, it's like you got to stop letting people take advantage. You got to like eventually for your own sanity, step back and not try to be the one that fixes everything. And I learned that way too late in life and it's fucked me over multiple times. And I told her directly, I'm like, Hey, I want, I seriously, if I find out you're talking to him again, I won't talk to you anymore. Cause she's like, yeah, I'm done with him completely. I'm look for a different person. I said, awesome. You can do better. I would worry about not that right now, but, 
do your thing. But uh, I said, I'm I, seriously like this is the last this is your last time with me uh, hearing this because uh, and I, I can cut people out of my life pretty easy. I have no problem doing that because once you once you push that button and I've, I've given you the nuclear option, that's the nuclear option. I've dropped the bomb and uh, you're a bunch of Japanese people that are evaporated immediately. And and, and here's and here's the thing you gotta understand, Jay. I want, I want you to know this. Like, I'm going to practice what I preach. Like tonight's episode of me just throwing hate at all these fucking people within my life, and they know who they are. Because they can't look me in the eyes when they talk to me. They're very fucking, they're, they're very fucking, uh, uh, what's the, Karenized, pussified, cunts. Cowardice. Cowardice. Very So cowardice. I, I'm not worried about it. Like this, this episode tonight, this is, your, this is your only moment in the limelight. I want you to understand it. This is the only time that I'm going to reference you, discuss you openly, talk about you, after this, it I don't care. You, you're insignificant. You don't fucking matter. And oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Whether I get fired, <clears throat> retired, or quit. Well, it's the thing too. You you have to watch it, guys. If you're out there and you're listening to this, I hope some of it makes sense because everyone has friends that drag them down. You have to decide: Are you going to continue to let them? drag you down with their bad decisions or are you going to make a stand and tell them directly do not be someone who just gives them the ability to continue to be a piece of shit it's not helpful it doesn't help them it doesn't help anyone else it's like the people that like i have a friend who's uh and I, i'm not going to say any names it's, it's really it's really sad uh her husband decided she went to go pick him up he was partying she was sober she went to go pick him up, and he decided, as the husband, I'm driving. Well, he is no longer with this planet, and she blames herself for that. She fought with him and fought for fought with him to try to let to let her drive and be the designated driver they agreed upon, and he would not do it. And she beat herself up so much for it. She still does. And I told her, I'm like, you know, that's not on you. You cannot blame yourself for what someone else forces you into doing that was his fucking decision he has to have personal accountability you are not accountable with that he made the choice to take himself off the off the playlist and, and there we go that's exactly what exactly another thing personal responsibility and personal accountability, accountability. Yeah, fucking and that goes back to some of the the shit like with we we're talking about um some of the depression stuff and the people you don't know what's going wrong with them like someone has to tell them this sometimes hey this isn't always your fault, but it's only your fault when you fucking do it. You know, I had to learn that the hard way. I, I've been very open about um, where I've been, on my show anyway, with my tendencies. I, I have struggled with suicidal tendencies. I've talked about it on this show. I've struggled with suicidal, ten- suicidal tendencies before. Welcome like, welcome to the club. Like, I, you, you were the, we discussed this at length about yeah. I would actually, how— I actually have a scenario to discuss. After this, like I, I, we've had this discussion, Jay, you and I both like we deal yeah. we deal with it and internalize in different ways. But yet at the end of the day, we're both in the same boat where and we I get just, those moments can, where we'd rather be where we think we'd be better off dead than we would be alive. Well, it's, and for me, it wasn't like I felt like I'd be better off dead. I felt like everyone around me would be. And it almost destroyed my wife, my wife. And I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I know I talked to you about it. I don't know if I was talking about it on the show. But my wife literally walked in on me hanging myself, like with a power cord in my yes, garage. Yes, you you did discuss that. Uh, yeah, and so her breakdown afterwards 
it solidified the fact that I will never uh, self forever sleep. I won't at that point after seeing that and seeing the damage that did directly. And I'm lucky to have seen that in all honesty, I'm lucky to have gotten to see that because most people that do that will never see their loved ones grieving afterwards directly. They will never see that or you would stop. If you, if you see that, you don't want to do that anymore. It, it just stops you. Even if you're mad about yourself and you still have those random moments that come and go, those fleeting feelings of depression, it, it, it stops hard. If you care about other people at all, it fucking stops. When you get to see the look on someone's face while you're in the process of killing yourself, it will change your mind. It will correct it, but it will fuck them up forever. My wife will never be the same after that. As much as she is tough and plays shit off, and she puts up with a lot more than most women would ever do because she's pretty fucking awesome, but holy shit, dude, seeing that, and then I saw that, and then I couldn't even... Then it occurred to me what my kids would think if they walked in and saw that. Sure, and uh, at the same time, like you have to, you have to take accountability for that because that's she's exactly. like that now because of you. Yeah, and that's she's gotten <clears throat> quite a bit better about it. The worry isn't there as much anymore, but I'm sure lingering somewhere. I've caused that stain. I've I've caused that scar. I did that. Yeah, that would be forever. And my sadness, my depression caused it. I was being a fucking selfish asshole and hurt her that way. And I I should know because I've had people kill themselves that I knew and cared about that left a huge impact and scar on my life. I just compartmentalize things now. I use the mind palace. I just, I I pack shit in certain rooms and don't unlock those doors anymore. It's it's worked for me. It doesn't work for everybody. But if you're feeling that way, you know, you have to keep in mind, you are going to hurt those around you. you period. Have, you have to think about that. Like, you have to, at some point in time, you have to lock those feelings away. Like you said, you've had countless people, same with me, and I'm sure same with Dave. We've had countless people we were close to. Um, I had a a friend throughout my entire childhood. Um, everyone could say that we were, to, like, we were together all the time. You know, there's... We were never separated. And then when he killed himself, I was, I was lost. I was absolutely lost. It was, it was terrible. And I wish he could see now the damage that he caused. And it may have prevented him from what he was doing. But it may not have. You know what I mean? You know, I, I have him tattooed on my skin. That's a scar I wear every day. You know, he was, he was my brother. And uh, I can't see the battles that he fought. Yeah, people don't understand, like, on both sides, you don't understand, A, why people did it. Even if you're paying attention, you can't live through, like, I, especially after working as a mortician, I don't tell people I know how they feel anymore. I I, I don't say I know what you're going through. I I just tell them I can kind of relate to what's happened because it's a way better way to say it. Because you don't know what people are going through on both sides. I've talked to people that are, on the ledge and been like, Hey, you know, I don't know everything you're going through right now. I'm glad that you disclosed this to me, but, um, you need to think about a lot more than what you're thinking about and, and in different ways. Think about other people. Cause right now, yeah, you could be worried that other people are bugging you, bogging you down, but there are people that give a shit about you. I mean, there's entire groups of people that you would never meet that would be glad to help you off the ledge. Like, super good. Like, there's a a guy in Australia, I think it is, or New Zealand, he lives by a bridge that has the most suicides ever, 
and he will walk out every time he sees someone and he has stopped so many people. I don't know, this is not maybe an internet myth. I hope it's real. But apparently he stopped a lot of people from jumping just by going out and having conversations with them. You know, there's a whole forest in Japan where people go out there just to die. Yeah, suicide forest. It's at the base of Mount Fuji and it's still unknown as to what causes it. But... Okuhara Forest. Well, it's it's dense and Japan's very depressing. So you have tons and tons of people living in close proximity. Your rates of uh, depression are getting higher, and then they go out in the woods, and some of them get lost and decide, well, it's easier if I just die. Some of them go out there specifically to do it. Actually, one of the Paul brothers, I think, actually got in trouble because they went out there and found a body and they recorded it. You're right. That w- that was one of the one of the Paul brothers. I believe it was Jake. I could be wrong though. Yeah, one of them, I don't know. It was, well, there's only two of them, so well, yeah. at least that we know. But they got, he got, they got in deep shit for that. I think they got demonetized off YouTube for a hard minute, which is millions of dollars they lost, which is hilarious. Um, and now they're boxers for some reason. But um, no, like find something cathartic to do. If you're that depressed, I always suggest going and training in uh, jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai. Do something active. Uh, if you can't afford to do that, then talk to the gym owner. Usually they'll work with you. Uh, people that teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are usually pretty rad. If it's a good gym, they will work with you on things. Uh, martial arts in general, I would avoid traditional martial arts for this kind of thing because it's it's not as taxing physically and mentally. Um, this is coming from a traditional martial arts background. Uh, do that, get involved in a, I wouldn't say get involved in a church so much because that tends to lead to even greater depression. It's good for you if it helped you. It didn't help me at all. It made it worse. Uh, but there's a lot of things out there. Talk to a therapist. You know, get a heavy bag. You need to get some endorphins up and do some exercise and stuff. And you need to talk to those around you that you love and avoid the people you don't that don't love you back anyway. Or that you don't feel love you back, maybe have conversations. Bridge some of those gaps if you and, have, like... And therein lies the point with these people in the relationships. is like, learn to separate who matters and who don't. Learn to see who the fucking leeches are in your life and cut them out. Exactly. Like, that's a big deal. No, there's a there's lot of people get hooked, like I was talking about my friend. They get hooked on the wrong people, and they get Stockholm Syndrome, kind of, in a way. And it deteriorates their stability and their sense of self-worth and their ego, and that's not worth doing because everyone has something to bring to the table if they if they try and if they don't quit. Like, by no you know, means. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not at all perfect. I've caused and been the creator of so much fucking havoc within my own life that was, like, unnecessary just because I've tried to spread myself to the point where I want to make everybody happy. You're not going to make everybody happy. You're you're not gonna make you're not gonna find that perfect balance. The only perfect balance there is is that, as long as you're happy, fuck the rest of them, because at the end of the day, the only ones that are gonna be there for you are the people who genuinely care, the people who are there for you when you have nothing, who are also there to help you when you have everything. Too much time is spent trying to satisfy the wrong people. Well, yeah, and if you do what I do on the, on the flip note is segregate yourself and separate yourself and become a hermit, it's not going to help all the time. With me, it doesn't help that much. If it does, but it doesn't. What I'll, I'll find myself continually avoiding even the people closest to me just because I get 
you know, depressed and stuff. And I just need to be alone. I get mad. I get frustrated for no reason. And I'll just separate. But then that hurts them too. And so it's a balancing act there. You got to like do a combination, take alone time and then have time where you try to be around those that are actually worth being around. And if you surround yourself by losers, you're probably going to be a fucking loser. Usually. That, that is that is absolutely true. There's, there's no way, <clears throat> if you're in a group of people that are just shit, you're going to end up being a shitty person because you're going to gravitate towards that mentality. You're going to want to be those people. And you don't have the wherewithal or the knowledge to like, you know, like, you know what, I don't need their fucking approval. I don't need their acceptance. Because you, everyone does, nobody likes to be liked or, or hated. Everybody likes to be liked. Everybody wants to feel like they belong. Well, fucking, yeah, if you want to belong, then then don't try to conform to somebody else's fucking bullshit. Don't make them conform to yours either. Just be accepting of who they are. Like the friendships that I have, right? For example, me, Scumbag, Trav, you, Hashley, all these people that I that I bring on this show, that we talk, that we discuss things. Our friendships are not rooted in the fact that like we conform to one another. It's our differences and our discussions and our arguments and the, 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 the uh, fuck, I'm stuttering. The debates. Debates that we have and the difference of, of opinions and, and, and views are what make us who we are as a group. I love debating with you. I think that's half of our relationship, if not more. Because I'm half <laughs> the <laughs> retard. <laughs> but I do yeah. have a scenario to run past you. Jay, since we're on like a little bit of the darkness of how shitty people could fucking be. Okay. This is a friend of mine. I'm not going to say this is his, this is his, uh, could be a past career, new career, the career he's in now. I don't know. Let's just say you're the CEO of a company that builds buildings. Okay. You're the CEO. You have a couple foremans, a couple supervisors, and hundreds of workers, okay? And then you have a couple crane operators, right? Now, they're, they're kind of the main guys. They, they, they're the building blocks of the buildings. Everyone else kind of, you know, lays drywall, does electrical, yada, 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 okay? So you have a crane operator go to his supervisor. He says, hey, uh, I'm having some problems at home. Supervisor says, what's going on? Well, uh, I've been bringing a lot of stress home with me. Uh, my wife is, she is or was planning on leaving me. She was planning on taking the kid and leaving me. And then, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a bad spot in my mind. Um, if possible, can I get out of this crane for a little bit? Can I just get out of the crane? Can I go put, put some drywall up for a little bit? There's so many different positions I could work. Just for a little bit. Absolutely let me go to my supervisor and we'll go from there. You know, so that supervisor goes to the foreman, falls on deaf ears. Okay. So this crane operator then goes to another supervisor. Says the same story. My wife's planning on leaving me. I need to get out of this crane. Supervisor says, no problem. Let me see what I can do. Goes to, the, goes to another foreman. Falls on deaf ears. No, 
sucks to suck. So this crane operator then goes to yet another supervisor. He says, I'm in a bad place right now. I'm bringing a lot of shit home with me. I've said this countless times. My wife is planning on leaving. She's planning on taking the kid. I don't know what's going to happen with custody. It's not looking good. I don't want that to happen. I'm in a bad place. Can you please get me out of this crane for a little bit? Sure. Let me see what I can do. I'm going to talk to the foreman. We'll go from there. The foreman then says, well, it's not our problem. We have nobody to replace you as that crane operator. We have nobody to replace you. But it never reaches the CEO until maybe a week or so later. What would you do as that CEO? You have one crane operator. Well, you have multiple crane operators, but one of your crane operators in a bad state of mind is, uh, what's the word I want to use? His uh, job functionality has dropped consistently. You can just tell by looking at him. He's in a bad place. What would you do as the CEO? You finally see it now. Nobody came to you and told you. But you, you have realized that he's talked to multiple supervisors. He's talked to these supervisors have put their neck out and talked to multiple foremans. What would you do as that CEO? So there's a lot to unravel here. Um, first of all, it depends on the size of the company, the hiring pool, uh, the ability to see if the fellow can train a replacement temporarily, if that would relieve some pressure and tension. Now, there's other, there's other crane operators. There's, there's other crane operators. There's, there's other, they, this is a 24 hour process. There's other able-bodied individuals. There's other able-bodied individuals to run this crane. So you meet with the person individually, um, call him and have a conversation. A good CEO will take care of his employees down to the minutia, even though there is a chain of command that you want followed overall, or it will get walked over. Um, if you care at all about your employees, you will take the time to sit with them, talk with them, try to figure out what's going on and how to help, at least temporarily, you know, because maybe they just need a momentary relief. Um, in that so, situation, so, it sounds like hours are probably fucking up his marriage, and the stress of being a crane operator cannot be easy. So what so, you're saying is that you that wouldn't allow the loss of a good employee... Because of a few fucking morons. Well, I'm not going to fucking... I haven't finished. What I'm saying is I care about people individually. Now, there are things to run in a business. I've seen it happen. I worked for a beer distributor for 10 years. Um, the guy, I, the owner, the boss, uh, the president of the company, I could go in and have conversations about personal life, and he would always be cool with everyone. He had an open-door policy. As long as his door was open, you were welcome to go in and talk to him about anything. And he's quite good at accommodating things within reason. Okay, Jay, let me run it this way, a different way. You you live in California, and you know a good amount of veterans and law enforcement people, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So within the people that you know within law enforcement, if you had a friend who is his marriage and home life and everything is suffering because of his job within the law enforcement. Oh, yeah, that's pretty common. Actually. And he, Right, it is very, very common. And this guy, this, so this guy that you know, he's gone to his supervisors 
uh, I don't know, sergeants, captains, lieutenants, whatever the case is. I don't know how they fucking run the rank structure out there. And he makes these concerns known, like, listen, this is affecting my life. I need to get out of this situation. Now, again, we all know, basic to that national statistics, law enforcement have the highest rate of suicide among, amongst veterans and, other, and, and, and regular people, correct? Yeah, it's veterans and then law enforcement. Right, veterans, then law enforcement. Now, this guy, he's fucking losing his shit. His life is in turmoil, and he goes to his fucking, he's going to the fucking boss, and he's like, hey, listen, I need a break. Pull me out of the car. Let me ride a desk. Fucking stick me somewhere. But Like, I need out of this fucking situation. Like, help me out. And three different supervisors go to the fucking head of the department three different times, and the final time is like, the fucking head of the department's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck him, this, that, and the other. He's fucking deal with it. Well, that's why you have police union representatives. Those are what those. That's what those are supposed to be there for, anyway. And I'm so unfortunately, I'm, that's why well, you have suicide. Yeah. See, I. The problem is you don't go through the right pathways, and you end up getting so depressed, and you just give up. You stop fighting for yourself. Stop. Stop. Don't stop fighting for yourself, guys. You have to live. It's important, at least for a little bit. You'll die of natural causes. I promise you, you will eventually die. You don't have to make it any quicker. I was a mortician. It's not a fun thing to experience when someone kills himself. For anyone, including me, who has to look at it, it's not cool. It's gross. It's not fun. It's heartbreaking. It's tragic. Like I've said, Jay, like like you and I have discussed on on many, many occasions, it has taken me this long to get to a point in my life where I had to sit down and take a long look at things and go, you know what? I'm not okay. So yeah, like me being more open about it has definitely helped. So it's been, you know, the old saying is the people that talk about being suicidal, don't do it. And I, I think that's true. And I think talking about it is very helpful. I think that a lot of people are talking about it for attention, which is, <laughs> yeah, good. Good job guys. So Normally it starts off as a cry for help though. So, Jay, yeah. we got your input as if you were the CEO. Dirty Dick, yeah. if you were the CEO, what would you do if you figured all that out? If I was the guy in charge of this entire situation, and it came to me that the people that I pay while I'm not there to make the decisions on my behalf are not doing their job, we'd have a serious fucking discussion. There would yeah. definitely be ramifications. Oh, yeah. No, there would be corrective action taken against the people that decided to brush it off, for sure. For me, anyway. I I would sit down with them and say, hey, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? After talking to the guy who needed the help first. But, sorry, Dave, go ahead. I hadn't finished, but join you. So... I'm in line with Jay. There'd be serious ramifications. There'd be serious issues. There'd be a discussion. There'd be a meeting. There wouldn't, I wouldn't just have a meeting with the people that I pay to make important decisions for me. I would want a meeting with all the other underlings outside of their control to get their input. But again, we've all been in that situation where we know that that input falls on deaf ears We've heard the statements. Don't care. We, you, 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 get on the, you get on the bus or you get ran over by it, if I'm not mistaken, if that's, if that's correct. 
You can get on the bus or get ran over. Your choice. Well, I'm one of those guys that's kind of hard-headed. Uh, fucking run me over. Let's see how far that goes. Yet again, as we're talking about, shitty fucking people. Again, shitty people. Am I am I wrong there, Jay? Am I am I am I missing something? No, like, would you get on the bus or would you fucking fight it and like, hey, let's get run over by it and see where it goes? So I get in trouble for posting things up when I see like videos of people filming someone getting attacked in the streets instead of helping. Here's the thing: if you're standing by and watching someone else get hurt for the sake of entertainment, you're a piece of fucking shit. You do have a responsibility to those around you because we are supposed to be a community. They, you are not responsible for their personal decisions, but if you see someone in the need of help and you don't help them, that is 100% on you. That's just all there is to it. I'm not talking about seeing panhandlers that sit outside the store and you give them your money. That's, they're just going to spend that on drugs 99% of the time or more. They're going to spend that money on drugs. You're not helping them by doing that. But I'm talking about if you see someone in duress and you don't step in, you are part of the fucking problem. If you would rather watch, for instance, I was uh, I was working one day, I was walking by a park, and I saw these fucking guys lighting a fucking garbage, literal garbage fire. They had a garbage can at the tennis court at the local park where kids play out, and they're lighting fucking garbage on fire. And so I called the police because that's what a civilian is supposed to do. And you mean you didn't up. video record it the entire time no. and say, man, I wish somebody would call the police while I was on the phone while I was on the phone with the police department. I took pictures because your phone can do two things at one time. Fuckers can figure it. That's out. crazy. Um, anyway, so I did. And then I called PD and I had to go to the next part of my job and I rolled back by just to see how things were going. And the two guys, one officer showed up. And he was not a, not a big guy. And these two larger homeless guys were fighting him. Luckily, some bystanders hopped in to help the guy out. That is what's supposed to happen. That is what we are supposed to do as a fucking community. My neighbor called me not long ago, and she's like, she lives down the alley from me. There's an alley, and then there's like a main street. My front door hits the main street. Her front door is in the alley. She's a few houses back. She's a single mom with two kids. And she calls me, Jason, please go outside the front of your house. This guy just tried to get into my house. He's walking right outside of your house right now. So I went the fuck outside as fast as I could. And I followed this dude. And I was like, I said, hey, call 911 right now to her. And I, I, so I took pictures because I knew she was calling 911. So I started taking pictures of the guy. And I'm like, hey, you need to come talk to me. And I just confronted him. And I said, if I ever see you in my neighborhood again, I'll probably just shoot you in the fucking head. Actually, what what the the craziest part was the first thing this fucker said to me is, I don't know what she told you, it's not true. Like, I'm like, hey, what are you doing in the area? And he's like, I don't know what she told you, but it's not true. Okay, well, right there, you've just admitted to me that you fucking did something stupid. Right. Fucking moron. And what had happened was he was trying to get into her house as she was getting ready to leave. And so he was trying to open the door as she was opening it. He was getting ready just to walk in because it was unlocked. And she didn't realize that. And she was holding one of her kids and had the other kid holding her hand. And so I go out there, I confront the guy, take his pictures. I'm still talking to her on the phone. She's on the phone with 911. I watch where the guy goes. Go, we go back to her place. Like, we hang out with me and the kids for a little while and make sure we're safe until police get here. I said, yeah, absolutely. 
And so I do. I hung out with her. And then it was funny because the cop that shows up is my, one of my kids' jujitsu coaches. <laughs> so I was like, hey, he's a good guy. You can trust him, you know, because she's kind of like not a cop trusting person. There's not a lot of cop love in this area. Um, so she was a little nervous at first, but then she realized I knew him and she was fine with it. But I, what I did was I went out and I went and looked. I've She's called me numerous times because people try to get into her apartment and where she's situated, they really have to be trying to get in to do it. So she'll call me. My immediate reaction is to grab my pistol, grab my flashlight, go out the door and right. go check the area. My next door neighbor, same thing. They're like, hey, this guy was snooping around. Can you come out here real quick and just kind of get another another angle here because the way things are set up where they're at. And they wanted more than one vantage point. And so I'm on the phone. I'm like, I got my flashlight. I got the gun. I'm rounding the, the fence corner, keeping watch on the truck bed where he, we think he popped into. And they're watching a different part of the yard. And I'm like, okay, here's where I'm at. You know, situational awareness is important. You don't want to get friendly fired. <clears throat> so you don't want to get buddy fucked. Nobody wants to get buddy fucked. So we're looking, guy had taken off, but that's what I do. That's what you do as a person. You're supposed to help your neighbors. You're supposed to fucking be someone who is there for your community and the people around you that need help. The guys that walk old ladies across the street, still very important. It speaks a lot for your character if you don't step in and help. And it's fucking insulting when it's... people just sit there and record it on their phones and post it on social media and all this other bullshit. Unfortunately, it's become common practice with this generation now. But that's who we have. Those are the shitty people we have. They'd rather fucking watch it through a lens than get their fucking hands dirty. Well, yep. there's the three reactions. Fight, flight, and freeze. And too many people, their phone has become their freeze reaction. And it's pathetic. It's it even is. more pathetic I, I, that the phone has become the fight reaction. Well, let me record this, and then we're going to sue you later for killing that person. Right. Yeah. Well, like that idiot that they just popped off. Uh, a cop shot him in the back of the head, and his buddy like only recorded the part where he's like, you don't have the taser. He doesn't have a taser. And he's got his cell phone up, and he's randomly dropping the camera down when it doesn't want him to see what they don't want it to see. And it gets on the news and the cop is getting yelled at. And then the other video comes out of the guy holding his taser. I hate to break this to you folks. If you take a cop's taser and he shoots you, you deserve to be shot because if you get his taser and you zap him and take his gun, how is he supposed to know you're not going to kill him and everybody else around you? Fucking just comply. It's easier. Most of the time you're going to beat the charges anyway. And for you assholes that want to record this shit, you're not a hero. You're not a good person. You're you're perpetuating the fucking problem. It has nothing to do with law enforcement directly. This happens for all sorts of shit. Like, I get it. Like, stand back and watch. But there's, like, the videos and documentaries, like, those guys, the journalists that go out to Africa and watch these kids starve to death and take pictures but don't do a damn thing to help because it's not journalist and integrity to be involved. No, what it is is you're a piece of shit human. You have a lack of moral fiber. You are part of the problem. I'm not expecting you to do everything. I'm not expecting you to go out and wash people's cars for fu for free and fucking just give everybody your fucking change. But have a fucking heart, man. Like, it's not the end of the world. We live in a pretty fucking substantial country still. I get it during the apocalypse. Yeah, everybody else is fucked. You're not going to come to my house and hit my food. I'll shoot you and turn you into food if I need it. It's different. But right now, I don't need to do that. Like, have a fucking heart a little bit. That doesn't mean fucking suck the dick of a homeless guy for a sandwich. I'm just saying. Give me a break, guys. It's better to just be an easier, just easier and better for you as a person and your mental health to help somebody else out. 
giving a fuck is totally free. It doesn't cost you a damn thing to give a fuck. No. And moral moral of this whole fucking episode, don't be a shitty person. Don't be a scumbag. Yeah, don't be a shitty person. Be fucking honest. Be real. Be who you are. Quit fucking running your mouth about shit you don't know to people that you don't give a fuck about, that you're just trying to start some fucking turmoil. Have self-accountability. Be professional. It's not fucking hard. No, have some By fucking any means. personal responsibility. Exactly. Take ownership of shit you do. And it's, fucking it, take care of what's going on around you, too, man. Like, you can't just... I'm, it's just, uh, I'm so pissed. tired of these fucking... They, 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 this whole... Oh yeah, well I, I I cheated on my wife, but wait, look at look at how many times he cheated on his wife. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I mean it's why are you gonna like try to weaponize somebody else when you're doing the same shit? Like I I just don't get it. Take accountability for your fucking for your fucking actions, or don't. It's that simple. Like you're either a piece of shit or you're not. You have a responsibility to yourself at very least, to be honest, about who you are. And, and, and that is lacking in this fucking country is the honesty amongst people. Like, stop being shitty. Just be a fucking person. Accept responsibility. Be honest. Be real. Who cares if you're liked or not? I don't, I'm not liked. Shit, I'm downright hated by most of you fuckers that listen to me. You're only listening to me because you want to fucking be able to talk, talk about some shit that I fucking said. Guess what? I own everything I say. I'm not hiding. Fuck, half my family doesn't fucking like me. <laughs> Shit. My family don't fucking like me. I, I have a, a family member that cut off a family member for changing political directions. So. Again, shitty yeah. people. Because you're not allowed to have your opinions and ideas to yourself or just fucking have them respected as honestly as everything should be. And I do yeah. believe. That will wrap up tonight's episode. Oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, there is more. Um, again, I apologize to the people. To, uh, I apologize for my buddy, Aaron Gunny. I massacred his la- name last fucking episode. I apologize wholeheartedly for that. Uh, Aaron Gunny is the magic behind um, one, of, one of my favorite bands, uh, Monument of a Memory. They're fantastic. Find them on Facebook, YouTube. They allowed me to use their music. I have not used it yet, but I promise you guys, it's coming. Um, also, to everybody else who listened to this that thought it was going to be like happy-go-lucky, kind of humorous, or some kind of nonsense, I am have a serious side. There is some seriousness to me, and the one king I can't fucking stand are these fucking snakes in the grass, these fucking leeches, these fucking people who are just scumbags. And if you're listening to this, if you're one of these people, and you, again, like I said it earlier, if you got a question, whether or not I'm talking about you, if you think in the pit of your stomach it's about you, then maybe you should reevaluate yourself and fucking know it's you. If the shoe fits, it's probably you. Right. But if you're not, and you're sitting here laughing, and you're agreeing with everything I'm saying... Then prove it. Don't be a shitty person. Be who you are. Be honest. Be real. Fuck these people. Who cares? People can say all these great nuggets of advice. Like, if they don't feed you, fuck you, or pay you, they don't matter. Okay, good. I live by that. If they don't feed me, fuck me, or pay me, they don't matter. 
And even well, when they do pay me, even at that point, sometimes they don't fucking matter. And don't just live for yourself to stab people in the back to make yourself look better. Is that just belittles? That makes you a little a little person. You're not a good person if you're doing that. You're not a you're not a man. You're you're a tiny thing. If yeah. you're trying to stab somebody else to get personal gain, that's not what that's what men do. It's pathetic. It makes you a piece of shit. Questions, comments, concerns, anything. Find me on Facebook, Negligent Discharge Podcast. Like, comment, vomit, I don't give a shit. You want to email me, talk about me, discuss something, fucking hit me up. discharge 81 at gmail.com. For everybody else, for everybody else that's interested in the paranormal, true crime, nonsense, and the uh, unexplained, my buddy Jay has got his own podcast that actually has video. It is known as The Vanishing Gates. For all you paranormal, real-time murder, mystery, urban legend, fucking weirdo freaks like my boy Steve. I still need to get on the show because I didn't. Go there. Busy. Check it out. For that. We'll, do, we'll do that soon, though. That'll be the next episode I do, probably this week, if you're available. Yes. Because I've been incredibly lazy with things, with everything going on. Uh, also, we are doing a giveaway. Dave. Yes, we are doing, we still have the Magnum Condom giveaway. Um, I have shirts ordered. I have stickers on order. I have all kinds of things coming. All kinds. If you want to support me and everything that I do, and you want to hear more nonsense, hatred, and bullshit, again... Push it to your friends. Let them know. Tell them. Download, share, like, comment, email. You want to be on the show, message me. Let me know. I don't have a line of things I won't talk about. I'm not scared to approach any subject. And if I'm ignorant in something, I will openly admit that I don't fucking know anything. Educate me. It's not hard. It's just a discussion. It's nothing crazy. Again, as always, nothing is scripted. Nothing is written down. Nothing is plagiarized or copyrighted in any kind of way. So did I miss anything, Jay? Um, next show, we talk about the history of the Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, pedophiles beware. To the dark side of the Teletubbies. So we'll start with the innocent side and then move into Teletubby pornography, which is a, no, I'm kidding guys. I just came up with that in my head for some reason. I apologize. Um, um I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was. Uh, thanks again to, uh, autumn's descent for your awesome freaking music. And, you guys rock. Uh, yeah, stickers are on the way. T-shirts on the way. You said that. Oh, and Ashley has a surprise coming up for you guys that Dave does not know about yet. So, boom, boom, fucking dickheads. Boom. As always, yes. Thank you to the guys at Autumn's Ascent for allowing me to use their music for my show. Again, all these bands I talk about: Vitruvia, Autumn's Ascent, Money of Memory. Go on Facebook, check them out. They're on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Fucking iHeartRadio, YouTube, all the places I could be heard, they could be heard, and probably more so because they're better than I am and probably more important. Um, they kick ass, oh, fucking awesome group of dudes, every one of them. Um, yes, the five condom, the five magnum condom giveaway. Email me negligent discharge eighty one. Send us your titties. If they're good enough, we'll fucking send you and your boyfriend a magnum condom, as well as some fucking negligent discharge swag. Mm. Yeah, swag. Yeah, swag. I am going to copyright my new sign off now on this episode because I feel that it fits. 
Uh, remember, Scumbag Steve says, don't be a scumbag. <laughs> and that's all we got for tonight, folks. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Much love. Thank you for your support. Everybody else, if you're a piece of shit, fuck you. Good night. Good night.